Can I ask you a quick question, James? Sure. Can you hold up your left hand for me? Got it. Okay, cool. All right. What? Well, my coworker that I want you to marry mm-hmm. had a ring on her hand, but I couldn't tell what hand it was, but it was it wasn't her left hand. Mm-hmm. So I think we're okay. Okay. Let's hear more about her. Let's table the movie and talk about the girl who's going to marry James. She's in Ireland, in Cork, Ireland. Oh, hell Does yeah. she have an accent? She is an accent, of course. Okay. Because half my team is in Ireland. Um, her name's Megan, of course. Hi, Begora. She's chill. She reminds me of James, like, in a female way. Like, not in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice, nice. She's just another sweet lass looking for that Blarney Stone. Exactly. Those are mm-hmm. Irish things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are we all drinking here? I have this cider rosé thing. It's pretty good. It's pink. It's pink because Laura Jean has a horrible color palette, <laughs> in my opinion. Oh, really? So. Oh, it's a singular color incoming. palette. Well, look at what we're all wearing. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're not equipped for this color palette. Mm-hmm. Especially the guy in the Fight Club shirt. I love it. It still oh, works, oh you know. <laughs> I want you to podcast as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I forgot to ask my question to James. Okay. There seems to be a shirtless guy behind you. Can oh. you talk about that? Um, so that was a gift to me from... I don't think Marco gave it to me. I think it was my friend. Rodicus. Rodicus. Yeah. Um, it's Adam Driver. He thought it'd be funny to give gotcha. me that. It's signed by Adam Driver. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God. Do you want to see it up close? Uh, no, I can picture it in my head. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> Is there an app where we can make that your shirt? No. So we could just like see that on your chest the whole time? I don't believe so. Oh, bummer. What? The, the Adam, Driver? Adam Driver? Yeah. Yeah, you can make that into a t-shirt. I'm going to make that. It's your next birthday present. <laughs> Uh, like the people who dress like in all the car shit, but like it's just going to be Adam Driver apparel. Love that. And I'll send it to my coworker. She'll she'll love it. Okay. Mm. I forgot to ask you, Marco. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a whole bunch of things. I've got one mm. of these. It's a Gatorade uh, for those listening at home. A white one. I've got one of, one of these. Bubbly. And I've got one of these. I don't know if this is entirely healthy. That was uh, something brown. I don't even know what he's showing us, to be honest. I, I think that's uh, some sort of uh, serious scotch there. Yeah. I'm just going to Byron Montgomery it whenever mm-hmm. you guys are talking. Thank you for asking. I'm actually drinking a gin and tonic. Oh, we shit. Yeah, we didn't have to ask you. <laughs> well, I, no, we did. You haven't drank in a while. Yeah, I came out of drinking retirement to have myself a G&T. It just it seemed like it, we needed it for this pod. Yeah. Wait. So you're off caffeine and alcohol. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud of you. Except for tonight. <laughs> and I don't drink, but I had to because I was like, well, they're going to drink. So, yeah. I mean, we don't all have it's to good drink. good that we've all found a way to embrace alcohol on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Fuck you, New Year's Not resolutions. That we all hate <laughs> each other. We just need the booze. <laughs> I want to say, didn't we get crazy we, smash last time? I don't know if we were smashed. We certainly had some fun. Yeah. You guys? Oh, you, us two, not you. You had the drive. I don't remember being drunk. Was I drunk? No, I don't think. I think you I had think the drive were. home. Okay. Yeah. I drove mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I wasn't drunk. Yes. I remember. <laughs> I hope you weren't drunk when you drove home. <laughs> and James is like, have a good one. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've slept on his couch before. I know not to, to drive. 
Excellent. All right. Uh, are we ready to begin? It's born ready. Hello and welcome to Headcanon. I'm James. I'm Marco Sparks. And joining us today, an old friend of the pod. She was born different, born bad, and a little bit mad. It's Crystal Pearson. How are you doing, Crystal? That was that was the best intro I've ever had. I sprung that on you. It's iconic. You did. I didn't know how to react. That was like No, it's good. I needed mm-hmm. attention, so I'm glad that I'm back. Excellent. We're going to be talking you know, about To All the Boys Part 3 today, Always and Forever. Crystal was here for our first To All the Boys podcast, which I think the movie and the pod were better than the second podcast and movie. I was hoping we'd get you back for the second one, but can we go back to Cruella? Like, sure. I hear <laughs> all the concerns and criticisms, but I, I fucking am so excited for this movie. It is a little bit gross how into it I'm in. I'm into mm-hmm. it. What I've been enjoying about it is that it seems like one of the rare things happening on Twitter that like there isn't like a Twitterati consensus on. Yeah. Like nobody's really sure what take they're supposed to have. Like, is this is terrible? This is good. This is problematic. And so it's just I'm I'm liking the chaotic energy. Well, because she's a puppy killer. I mean, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to feel. She's if she's a murderer, yeah. her name is Cruella. Like yeah. that's the origin. Deville. <laughs> but like, what a fucking golden age we had. Fucking Rush Limbaugh like paused to dance over his grave, <laughs> and then fucking Ted Cruz and his like renaissance of dunking on that sentient pile of shit in a diaper going to Cancun. And then I'm Cruella. They thought I would be insane. (laughs) A bit psycho. (laughs) No, I think it looks good. I just wish she didn't murder. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see how they address that. Puppy murderer. Right. I don't. Are they going to though? According to the plot synopsis, she's like a thief or something at first, like with these two. Fuck yeah. It's like, she's like the, the, like helping out these like two hoodlums in London, like being a thief. And then she discovers that she likes fashion or something. That, that's the classic story. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it the two hoodlums from the try to steal the puppies or are they different hoodlums? I don't know. It's been so long since I watched the movie, but does she have like henchmen in that? I guess she has two henchmen. Okay. There's like one chubbier one and one skinny. Maybe one. they're the same dudes. You can see them in the trailer. Like there's a couple shots of like some other guys that like she's like in a crew with. I've never seen it. Okay. You've never seen 101 Dalmatians? Either the animated or the live action. Wow. I know. But you like the guy. The uh, animated. Oh, I figure. But like the guy, like people, like they still want to fuck him. Like they want to fuck Robin Hood, right? The He plays piano or something? I'm not aware of this discourse. Yeah, but that's different because Robin Hood's an animal, right? Isn't he it's like a, a fox? Clearly that, you can fuck an animal, but not an animated person. No, I, I don't want to fuck an animal though, but like. Roger Darling, the husband, is very his name. Or are you calling fuckable. him Darling? Um, Cruella Deville calls him Roger Darling because the wife calls him Roger Darling. So okay, okay. His name's Roger. Roger was out there like getting it at dog parks before anyone. He likes he started that British dog parks. It's too. a meet cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard Dalmatians are park. terrible pets. Yes. So maybe Cruella yeah, has her are. reasons. Those look like mean dogs in the movie. So I don't know. Like when she goes full Jenny Humphrey or whatever on them, this could be exciting. 
It could Does be deserved. Jenny Humphrey kill dogs? I don't know. I saw someone tweet say that she looks more like Jenny Humphrey than uh, Joker. And I was like, okay, that seems different. Okay, looks wise. Yeah, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like that camps will will develop. It's like sides will be chosen over this movie, and I'll just skirt right down the middle. All right. Well, because you discussed. don't have a dog. Yeah. Not the moment. Got a great coat though. Yeah, before, oh God. before we uh, <laughs> before we get into the movie, uh, we usually talk about what we're you know watching, reading, and listening to these days. So, Crystal, what are you watching these days? Why me first? I, Ladies, somebody can else can go first. Mm-hmm. All right, so someone else should go first. All right, I'll say what I'm watching, which is just WandaVision. Um, it's good. Are you watching it? Me, no. Yes, no. Not yet. Okay. Um, I need to, though. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> Stay away from the internet, then. Eh, yeah, I haven't actually seen any spoilers. It's very, um, like, no one's giving anything away. Oh, you're so I lucky. can't make sense of anything. Okay. If, if it's like nonsense to you, like that's good. You'll forget it and like be able to enjoy it fresh. Exactly. I can't, I don't, yeah. I can't hit play without somebody being like, oh shit, Evan Peters. And I'm like, when are you watching it out of curiosity, Marco? <laughs> I don't know, like somewhere between 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. on Oh, you're not Friday? watching it like Thursday night at midnight? No. Then you have no one but yourself to blame, clearly. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Apparently. I have to get up at 6.30 in the morning and I still watch it. I don't know that that's healthy, though. Probably not. Ever since I, my watch started tracking how much I sleep, I'm like, oh, that's why I'm always tired. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was the queen of sleep, and now it just mm-hmm. says my sleep is fair at oh. best. Mm-hmm. Damn bad. it. It's the one thing I don't ever <laughs> want to be called. It's fair, fair at best. Yeah. <laughs> fair I'd rather be the fair worst. Fair used to be a compliment. Like for skin, like, though. Like for, skin. for Legolas like coloring, Like your, your fair coloring. Yeah. In, in, in the Lord fair. of the Rings books, the fair is a compliment, like a like a right a description of beauty. Is that like uh, Elvish for like fine? I think so. Yeah. Like Dan, that legless is fair. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, Crystal, what are you watching? <laughs> I ask her as she takes a sip of her drink. I had a list of things that I was watching, and now I forgot. We'll wait. The whole podcast will wait. It's your We're turn. all just going to wait on you. I'm also playing a lot of video games, like Apex Legends mostly. I don't know. That's pretty boring. What is that? I'm, it's like a first-person shooter. Oh. I'm watching a lot of just reality TV shows. Really? So I don't know how interesting wow. that it... Yeah. What do you mean, really? <laughs> um. Yeah. No, I watched a bunch of reality TV. I got through all of um that show where people are thrown into the wilderness and they have to survive on their own. It's called alone. The most dangerous game. Um, are the, no. are the reality shows you're watching? Are they like, are you watching like seasons that happened like years ago? Yeah. Is that weird? <laughs> that's the one it's where they're really naked. Weird. What's the one where they're naked? Oh, in they're the not woods? Na- that's naked and afraid. Okay. This one is, uh, they just have to survive completely on their own and they have to film themselves. Like they are dropped off with, all the camera supplies because they can't have anyone there to help them. Is there a lot of like drinking so, and urine? Yeah. Shooting rabbits. <laughs> um, <laughs> one guy got a moose. That was insane. 
No, so it's like, a, wait, it's a great the stream's show. right the over channel. there. Why are you drinking your own pee? No one's drank their pee yet, okay. as far as I know. People have almost died, which is thrilling to me. But mm, cool. Um, yeah, so nothing really interesting on my end. Yeah, I've been listening to some old podcasts while I play video games. It's really weird to listen to podcasts that have been recorded before the pandemic or like right like right in the first weeks of it where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I guess we're going to be home for a couple of weeks. <laughs> that happened on um, what was it? <clears throat> I, I think it was my favorite murder where they said, you know, it'll be like maybe a month that we'll have to to talk on Zoom. And it's been almost a year. But yeah, it's very weird how casual they were about COVID before COVID started. Cool. Well, Marco, what are you watching? Uh, the usual shit, uh, WandaVision, which I don't know, like the, the modern family riff with like the vision doing like, like jimming the camera was great. Servant as usual. I watched I the first the episode. the only one who watches Servant. You might be right. In the world. Uh, in the world. Oh, I have a show made just for me. Mm-hmm. That's kind of Starring cool. Ron Weasley. I love him in this show. I fucking hated him in those movies, and I love him in this show. He's 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 kind of what I want you to develop as your post-COVID persona, James. Hmm. Just three-piece suits. Like I said, just walks into a room. You immediately pour a glass of wine, and you're like, all right, how much? Can I have my planned post-COVID haircut with that? What is it again? I think I just want to like... Like where my part is, I just want to shave it off completely, and then like no, you can't have do that. like 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 an undercut over here. Can you text the Irish girl and see? Can we get a year? Basically, about that? like a wide mohawk. I don't know. I I would love to be consulted on this. Mm-hmm. I can't picture that in my head. Like if you have photos, I would love. You, you know can't people, really tell. You, know you can get your haircut now. You can't really tell because of my like the way my hair is. But like if I turn to the side. It's just horrible. Have, oh my god! Mm-hmm. Wow, you don't cut your own hair then? No, it's I haven't cut it in a year. Could you do that again? Okay. No. It was really startling. I'm so <laughs> like I wish that people could see what just happened. Well, they you can't, and they never the will. Ponytail. Mm-hmm. Thank God, this is an audio <laughs> medium. <laughs> I, mean, I, I only I only do too. it when I'm I have headphones on because like otherwise my hair gets all tangled up in it. I don't know how people have long hair. How do you do it? This is not long enough. Hmm. It's depressing actually, but we're trying. Hmm. Uh, what else have I been watching? Uh, I watched Thirteen Going on Thirty for the first time, which was interesting. Hmm. Uh, it feels like it was like twenty years ago, and I don't think it was. It's like maybe 15. I don't know. I watched the uh, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel show, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed for a little bit. And then I fucking oh, hated. Is that the one where they find the girl okay. in like the, the water tank? Yes. It yeah. was so like at the end, towards the end of it, I hated it so much. I was like, I'm not recommending the show to anyone. The second half. I mean, yeah. I, I lost me. And then when they were like, definitely the Illuminati was involved. I'm like, I'm back in. And then when you made me feel sympathy for Morbid, I was like, I hate the show. <laughs> it, was, hate- it was, yeah, it was too much conspiracy theory and less about what actually happened. It was just her journal and then weird internet sleuths who were like her getting Tumblr. off on going to the hotel. Yeah. yeah. 
her Tumblr, and then just too much of the web sleuths. The web sleuths. They were so giddy to be like, this is where she died. And I was like, fuck off. There's one guy who has like a child molester voice, him in particular. And I think he almost gets the last word in the show. And I, He does. And he's like, oh, I know exactly the guy you're talking about when you said child molester. Yeah. He's he's too invested in the whole thing. Okay, like, he thinks weird? he's Elisa Lamb. But you could tell he definitely loves her. Yeah, like he Laura, the film noir, loves her. Um, mm-hmm. But did you notice that everyone in that documentary is like leaning forward? <laughs> like they're just all leaning forward in this really weird way. I don't know. Anyway, the interviews were really bizarre. Like I think how it was filmed was bizarre. Yeah, too. It was yeah. off-putting. James clearly didn't watch it, or Jenny, whoever you are. Oh, yeah, I'm signed in under my trouble account. Uh, no, I did not. I, I just watch WandaVision and play video games now, I guess. Right. And, and watch lots of videos of people like building log cabins on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I do that too. Mm-hmm. Because of the show alone, I'm fascinated oh, really? by shelter building. Yeah. But are they building log cabins alone? Like, Yes. I feel like that's that's a big step up from what you're describing. It's like a bunch of Swedish dudes who are just like out there with, you know, axes and stuff. Day one, drinking my own piss, wondering how I die. Day two, building a log cabin. That's literally what they do. They build that's, their cabins. That's the saw, right? Is uh, it one of these saws? I, I, well, you're doing it. So I you think tell you us. need two people for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to use that as the catchphrase for this entire episode. <laughs> You need two people for that. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, moving on. What are we all listening to these days? Marco, you go first. Okay. Um, I've been listening to an album by an artist called Arlo Parks a lot. Of course, I downloaded the Haim with with T-Swift. And then today I listened to a song by a band called Claude called Guard Down. I listened to that for like a good hour and a half, which I haven't done that in a while. So... Yeah. Somebody else? Crystal. Phoebe Bridgers. Mm. All day. I've heard of her. All day long. Um, All day. Yeah. Every day. Taylor Swift, the newest album. Don't get too excited. How do you feel about Evermore? I love it. Good. It's probably my favorite album. It's very me. I love it. There's a song about murder. I can't not enjoy that. Um, What else am I listening to? That's kind of it. Like those two are on repeat for the most part. At the same time. Yeah. I mash them up. One headphone, the other headphone. <laughs> I can't hear correctly out of either ear now, but it works. <laughs> You're like the perfect human in, on the internet in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Oh, James. Know. James. What? I went and listened to a Weezer song because you okay. asked me to. Good. There is literally a song on this album which he sings about listening to the Grapes of Wrath audiobook on Audible. It is Rivers. I didn't say it wasn't Rivers. It's a product placement in the song. I just felt like it felt like on the spectrum of good Weezer to bad Weezer, the needle was tilting towards the good. Orally. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have okay. you not listened to Weezer? It, is that why you're listening to it? Or as, as a child story? of the 80s and 90s, I have listened to some Weezer, but uh, I stopped the 80s, huh? somewhere around. Yeah, I was born in 1980. I stopped uh, listening to Weezer. Probably around like make believe. I think that was the last album. But I why are to. you subjecting him to listen to it? Like, is there a story behind that? There was a new album that they just put out that's like 
seem kind of good. Gotcha. And I, I am also. Oh, he's pulling out the vinyl of Pinkerton. Oh, wow. Just, just, just waving your Weezer plastic, dick though. all over the place now. <laughs> Thank Ew. you. And good night. Enjoy talking about the movie without me. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to be Im- inappropriate here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for listening did you say, to Weezer. Wait, waving your Weezer dick? Yes, I did. It's not good. No. I've been listening to Evermore a lot at night and also uh, Emotion by Carly, Carly Rae Jepsen. Mm. Interesting. It's to get new vibe for book three. Okay. Book two okay. had its own vibe. You wouldn't know because you didn't read it, but. No, I read it. I ordered it and I read oh, it. Oh, really? What'd you no. think of it? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't exactly. you be so excited if I, I did I'd be, I was excited for half a second there. <laughs> In your fucking I face, James. Mm-hmm. I have the first book that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like to pace myself. Mm-hmm. It's like once every decade. You can do like I did for Harry Potter, where you just wait till the last book is coming out and then read them all at once. That's insane. Oh, that's what I'm watching. I'm watching Harry Potter again. But that's mm. there's no joy in that. And you were old too. Jeez. I mean, you've always been old when it mm-hmm. comes to Harry Potter, but Yeah. Thanks. All right, what are we all reading? Is this a real conversation or are we being recorded by the FBI? <laughs> <laughs> Both? What did uh, you say yeah. what we're reading? Yeah, what are you guys reading? I can't even believe I've totally forgotten. We've been talking for like 20 minutes or whatever. We're only this far. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a long episode. I hope people don't hate this episode. What are you reading, Crystal? Thanks. Um, <laughs> there is a Korean novel called Pachinko. Hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but I'm reading that. And then I just got a book called um, The Time Traveler's Guide to Elizabethan England. Hmm. So it's just like about the daily lives of like what really went on during Elizabeth in England. So nonfiction, that one. I haven't opened it yet. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Marco, what are you reading? I would say Pachinko is great. Good for you. Oh, have you read Thank it? You. I have. Okay. I think I've mentioned it on this very podcast last mm-hmm. year sometime. Uh, I finally, I started and I finally finished The Devil in the Dark Water by Stuart Turton, which is, I don't know, a little bit bananas. There's, there's a Sherlock Holmes pastiche. There's a Dutch East India trading company. There's a demon on a boat ride. I don't know. It's It was fun. It's what I needed in 2021. All right. Um, I'm not really reading anything at the moment. I'm supposed to be reading a book on French folklore as research, but I haven't been doing any of that. I did order. There's a new book. Uh, it's a sequel to The Department of Dodo by Neil Stevenson. And another writer that's coming out next week. So I'll be reading that soon next, probably. That's Hmm. it. All right. Is it time to get into To All the Boys, colon, Always and Forever? Sure. Okay. Enthusiasm. I like it. (laughs) Uh, Would anyone like to go first with their opening statement? Everyone's shaking their head. So I guess this that means a typical Zoom call for me where mm-hmm. I am not the one to volunteer information first. Okay. Which in a way you kind of have. Because mm-hmm. I just did. Uh, yeah. I'll go first. <laughs> Clear the four. Um, I would just say I'm glad that we had already committed to watching this movie before watching part two. Because honestly, after the last one, my enthusiasm for this one was super low. 
Uh, I was pleasantly surprised by how much better this movie was. Uh, it feels just like, I don't know, richer and deeper, uh, which I'm going to go ahead and credit to the screenwriter since uh, it's the same director as the previous one, but this is a new screenwriter. Um, I don't know. It just felt like all the side characters were a lot more fleshed out. Like they had their own interiority, even though it's Lara Jean's story. It, it didn't feel like we were just like stuck in her head the whole time. And I think the on location shooting just gave it like, I don't know, just like a bigger, more vibrant movie vibe to it. Um, the way the conflict in the movie is structured is interesting because it seems like instead of, I mean, I guess the overarching conflict is what does the future hold for this couple after high school? But like the mini conflicts are like, will I get into the same college as you? Oh no, I told you I did get into the college. And then, oh no, now I like NYU. It's a kind of like building, you know, and cascading to the kind of the ultimate thing of like, what are they going to do once uh, adult life hits them? And what does that mean for them being a couple? Um, all in all, I think it's just, it's a much better film. It's a more satisfying ending, uh, even if Lara Jean and Peter are probably doomed. End statement. Okay. You're a cheery one. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm... Sorry, go ahead. I mean, let's be realistic, right? Um, I, I feel like no, it's I a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> like, especially because she's already seen her older sister and her relationship with the dude when she goes off to college. Like, it's just, it's going to be in her mind the whole time. She's going to be second-guessing everything. Well, I mean, just look at the way she treated New York, and then she fell in love with New York like that. So, yeah. I mean, four years. Also, Peter Kavinsky's the guy you date in high school. I don't think you marry Peter Kavinsky. Well, okay. Should I go next? Is that... Sure. Have I started? Ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, for starters, at this point, it's just the one boy. Um... I like romantic comedies, I think, because in, in real life, I'm, I'm moody, I'm gloomy, I'm wretched, I'm a vengeful little fucker. Uh, I like the occasional something sweet that I don't have to like actually mind softening me. Because um, it don't make me feel as alone as I do in life sometimes. But I adore Lana Condor. Uh, I hate to say it, I felt like Peter Kavinsky had his shit together a little bit more than her for parts of this movie. And that was possibly because he has like two scenes of a storyline, and then he's just I don't know. He's like a copy of Pride and Prejudice that she carries around with him. Um, the movie has some fascinatingly odd film references embedded throughout, like the extended Big Lebowski homage throughout the movie that has the color scheme straight up from a gender reveal party. Um, there's a section in the middle that feels like an ad for NYU. Um, but ultimately, I don't know. I, I think the things that bothered me the most that we'll probably talk about, or as I'll bring up, will be the ones that also felt true to their ages, where they were in their lives. The movie was good. It was good in the way that like a final part of a trivia or a trilogy can be where like it made me feel for a moment like the second part was better than it was because I hated the second movie, at least the first time. I appreciate it more the second time, but it was less than scintillating. Um, yeah, and I appreciate that in the, the previous two movies, the drama involved love triangles as masks for like Laura Jean's own insecurities, but like still dealing with the grief of her mother. And this one, the drama is kind of just where it should be at the two of these at a crossroads. I feel like I'm talking a whole bunch. Anyways, I just wish the second and third parts retained some of the hotness from the first one. Because I feel like the sexiest scenes in this movie were like flashbacks to the first movie. Because you saw the hand in the pocket like three times in this movie, right? I don't recall. I know I saw it at least once. I don't remember I didn't count. that. Like they did so many like quick little montages where it's like, hey, remember this? Or like, remember the hot tub? And I was like, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. 
Oh, from the first movie, you mean? He didn't yeah, do yeah. the hand in the pocket this yeah. no, no, this no, movie. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kind of the same as you two. I think that this movie was so much better than the second one. The second one was very stressful, especially having a love triangle where the other guy isn't even an option. Like, to me looking at him it's like he's not even a viable option here it was just weird and awkward so i feel like also the second one could kind of just lift right out of the three um i loved that they traveled it was way less pressure be just being at the high school the entire time so i loved that um peter kavinsky has his shit together more than any man i've ever met in my life so it's definitely a fairy tale Especially someone with like that many daddy issues, which we'll get into, is just like mind boggling to me. But I think the ending was more realistic having her go to NYU. Um, I don't think they'll work out, but I I did love this movie. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, I think the movie is a little bit maybe trying to have its own cake and eat it too. By it's it's convenient to end it here you know it doesn't actually have to go out and say yes and they stayed together forever you know because that's that's how rom-coms end it's like they're happy now don't question it i'm just glad we don't have to watch any more of it like we we don't have to be here for their struggles in the next four years Mm -hmm. i mean theoretically we didn't need movies two and three even there is a certain part in uh at the end i know i'm skipping ahead but we're like He's apologizing to her. And like my knee jerk reaction was like, wait, why are you apologizing? Laura Jean was a hot mess. She constantly she has this anxiety about the relationship and Peter is just there. You know, I don't know what it is. She has some sort of avoidance. She's just like, I haven't been telling you this. Here's this thing. And he's like, cool. I'll, I'll process it. We'll find a way through it. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah. well, I have a new crisis for you now. She's like, woo! <laughs> <laughs> One crisis after another, and he's just like, I just want to hang out. Mm-hmm. And hang out with my one friend, Trevor. I mean, Trevor seems no, like Trevor. a good hang. Maybe. No? Maybe. Anti-Trevor? He's, I don't have an opinion on him, hmm. really. Okay. I mean, I could absolutely see Chris's, like, yeah, we're we're not dating after like graduation. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? Well, she's me? going to like South America or something, right? Like Costa Rica or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like I don't think Trevor Trevor's a person ultimately, but like mm-hmm. she's having a good time. He because he is also the guy you date in high school. Mm-hmm. I think he's Trevor knows after... that he's the guy you date in high school, though. Yeah, he is very sweet to her. Yeah, which is I have... nice. I have in my notes at some point, like, this is the guy that I'm still, no one's told me I'm wrong, who I think left his role in Riverdale to do these movies. And, like, he has an ADR line maybe, like, 35 minutes into the movie. And you don't see him again for, like, 45 minutes into the movie. And I was like, yeah, that's, you should leave your regular paying gig for <laughs> for five minutes in this movie. I don't know. Riverdale seems like hell to shoot, so I'm sure he's happy. Yeah. I guess this is less of a commitment, and he comes off cute. Mm, little yeah. rom-com all right well let's just dive right into our general discussion we'll uh hit our, our seven key scenes along the way my first note is just that lara jean is left-handed i don't think i noticed that before yeah i noticed that too yeah at first i was like 
I was looking for the signs that this wasn't actually shot in Korea, that they were like faking it and like a green screen or something. But like, I know they actually went there and I think it, it makes a difference to get them out of uh, the usual settings there. Like Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I looked for that as well. I actually went to the girl who plays Kitty. I went to her Instagram. I was <laughs> like, did they go to Korea or not? Um, Cause they could have shot it here like in koreatown yeah you know but i i loved that they were on location especially right now during COVID. i was like oh they're traveling that's insane to me well they this movie takes place in an alternate timeline they filmed the same time as the second one and then did Mm -hmm. some reshoots i think at one point what's his name who i don't want to remember his name but uh no no peter kaminsky no centineo you don't want to remember no centineo hmm you, oh, his want... real name. I thought you hated the character. No, no, no. I One of wish the characters he was the in Charlie's Angels, the 2019 version. I wish I didn't know anything about this guy aside from these movies. But I think he had like Let's buzzed that. his... I wish he... No, I thought because he... he's an asshole, right? Is he? Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. He's... In real life. Yeah, there he's was a... like shit that came out. He's hmm. a total tool. Yeah. But like he, I think he had like buzzed his hair. So I feel like he's probably wearing a wig. Didn't he like ghost some celebrity's assistant <laughs> or something? Was that the story about him? He got outed on some talk show. Mm. It wasn't that dramatic, but going from a perfect boyfriend to whatever shit he did was like jarring. I will say this movie, I was less attracted to him than any time before. I don't know why. I just, I think it's the shaved head thing that you see in real life. Yeah. Even in the second one? Like, were you attracted to him? He was attractive. Okay. Not as much. The first one, like you said, had all the hotness, and then it was just not a lot of. I don't know. Not a lot of, of fire. You know, not a lot of uh, burning steam and chemistry. There's the one characters. scene where I thought, "Oh shit, that's right. These two do have chemistry." And then the movie was like, "We're gonna." Not what do what scene anymore. was that? It was something when they were watching like the rom com on her couch. Mm. At one point, I was like, oh, "Okay, say anything. There's some fire." Yeah, maybe it's just the proximity to say anything. Mm. Yeah, I like to seeing all the sisters together in Korea. It was very quick. It was very much like we're going to shove this all in in a montage, but it was still, I don't know. I wish the movies had a little bit more of the three of them, especially more Janelle Parrish. So it's nice to see them all together. She just, she's so, okay. She's not old, but she's much older. I have a hard time. Like when they were in Korea taking the family photo, I was like, it looks like a mom and dad and their two daughters to me, but only because I know her. Mm not know her but you know but in you know real her. life it's just such a different she just looks getting, so much older you two are getting lunch after this or dinner we're chummy listen i i've made friends with one pretty little liars person that's it oh really Only yeah, one. didn't i tell you i don't think i so. gave a facial to the girl who played emily's girlfriend the hippie blonde chick what was her name? oh right oh, right she was so nice Quinn. lulu Lulu. Oh, she was so nice. Troyan's oh best friend. Mm-hmm. Yes, we bonded. It was it was an amazing. You're like amazing now, together. Now that I have you captive, <laughs> I'm only going to ask you Troy and Belisario questions. I said nothing. I was like, "Oh, what do you do for a living?" You know, like I haven't been on her Instagram before. She was she was lovely though, truly. Like you're not scrolling through it while she seems cool, but I don't know. <laughs> well, if, she's under the mask. I'm like, I don't know if oh you get God. this vibe from Instagram, but it, it feels like the character that Elizabeth Olsen plays in the the uh, was it Ingrid Goes West. It feels Inger like West, it yeah. feels like that character was based on Lily Brood. 
Like it's just it's, I can it's see a that. very similar vibe there. Yeah. But in real life, she was really, really bubbly and friendly and super dorky. Like she didn't come off like an influencer. Yeah. yeah. So she she's about her baby. She's not Anna Kendrick. No, she's not an <laughs> asshole. Wow. Shade for Anna Kendrick. Did you James, not have hear you heard the tea? I, I heard the tea a, and I, I read the counter tea and you know I, I don't know what's counter tea? Mm-hmm. The counter tea from the person who knew her as a child. Is mm-hmm. that what you mean by oh, counter tea? I don't know. That's, that's I believe the girl working at Bloomingdale's or whatever <laughs> where she had an experience and she was like, throw my fan mail away. I just don't read it. <laughs> all the gifts. I mean, I'm sure they all throw their fan mail away. Come on. I don't like to believe I don't think that's mm-hmm. true. Okay. Because it wasn't just family, it was gifts that they brought to the book signing. I, I know you're saying I know you're saying gifts with a T, gifts. but it sounds like you're saying gifts, and I'm just laughing at gifts. that. Like here's my weird gif. Gif. Um so in this yeah, movie, pronounce the T. Again, Kitty takes credit for everyone else's love life again, which would drive me insane. Kitty could settle down a little still. Um, but yeah, I like the ubiquitous tourist possibilities. Of course, you'd go to Korea and do some Charlie XCX karaoke. Uh, I guess, is the Take On Me music video cafe, is that real? Like, is that a Korean thing that I don't know about? I would assume that this is based on stuff you could do in Korea. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at one point, Kitty refers to Laura Jean's relationship almost like a lingering fart. Oh, she does. (laughs) I don't like Kitty, but I don't disagree with what she says. I just disagree with how she says it and Mm -hmm. her precociousness, but that's accurate. And I realized I hadn't been paying attention in the first two movies because I thought he was a football player. But apparently not. Oh, he's a lacrosse player, right? Oh, yeah. His because they, the end of the first movie, they met, walked onto the field. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a football field. <laughs> Listen, we're all athletes here. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's a football player, too. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't even it's know. Like after football season lacrosse. ends. When is lacrosse season and does it conflict with football season? It's not real. It's only on TV. Okay. Did you guys have lacrosse at your high school? No, we did not. No. Exactly. No. We're on the it's West Coast, real. though. Those like snooty. They East are Coast on the people. West Coast, theoretically, the in this movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. West Coast, we don't have lacrosse. We have football. Yeah. I think lacrosse is it's like it's a TV real. trope when like. You need the character to be a jock, but like it just like a really waspy, like upper crust jock, you know, with a big stick. Mm-hmm. Um, in their phone call, Peter says that he reads, oh. and if they didn't show him carrying a copy of Pride and Prejudice later, I was going to be like, really though. I'd like to hear Peter's thoughts on Pride and Prejudice. Well, he quoted it at prom, which I was surprised by. So maybe he's read it or. Actually, he, he quoted the movie. He is a noted plagiarist. So he's seen the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a noted plagiarist. When he yes. when he offers to help Kitty up her text game, I'm like, so you're just going to help her tweet Edgar Allan Poe verses to this <laughs> Korean guy? <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, my uh, my kind of first key scene, I, I really like the scene where it's Lara telling Peter kind of about the future when they're FaceTiming and she's missing her mom in Korea. I thought that was all really effective. I yeah, I like the split screen stuff when they're doing like FaceTime. It's like a little bit Harry Met Sally, a little bit I think it's the first episode of You're the Worst. That's like a whole thing at the end. I don't know. It it works for star crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh moving on. We uh, have the scene where they go and find the lock, which 
I'm skeptical is, is the, the lock of uh, their, their parents, even Dan, would still be there. Did Can we know his there? name was Dan beforehand? I had no idea no. what this dude's name was. And it's like, Dan. Okay. I was like, doctor. I was like, who the shit is Dan? <laughs> oh, you're like Dan? It, Dr. Covey sounds better. It feels more like but a it's John definitely there. Me, but yeah. Okay. Because it's John Corbett. Yeah. I don't know. I just know him as like really tall, hot dad. Is he hot? He's very hot. Okay. James is like, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, we had a whole debate about this last time of like, did we not, James? Am I it crazy? wasn't a debate. I was just suggesting that we need to start emphasizing that old dudes are hot because we're getting. I up was there. just saying. You guys he... know you're old, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We we have to we have to just put that out there. You know, we need to start incepting people. Okay, I was just like, is he fuckable? And you you very diplomatically, James said, well, the movie thinks he's fuckable. And I was like, well, fair, fair. He is. Okay, cool. Uh, as he a was female, uh, the excellent Mr. Big understudy or something, right? Was he really? I didn't see that. He was, yeah, I think he was on that show. Who was the bald guy who looks like a penis on that show? I don't know. I know you're talking I've about. I've never seen the know. show. Okay. So we're not all going to go start a Sex in the City rewatch. No. Podcast. Well, I haven't seen it, so be. I don't think you're missing anything. Much. But yeah, the, the lock. Right Would it really be there after yeah. 20 years? It's. Oh no, yes. I agree with you, James. It's right at the top too. I mean, at one point he's laying on the ground, and I'm like, no, I feel like place, I'm not laying on the ground. But like, she's like, oh, look, here it is, right towards the top, and I'm like, at least 20 years later, are you shitting me? I just feel like the like the, I don't know, like the sole Ministry of Tourism or whoever. They just like they have a system where they go by every year or something, and they just like remove the old locks. They just clip the ugly yeah. ones off or whatever. Here's here's my counter, and James, you'll appreciate this kind of the gum wall in Seattle. They definitely they they scrape they that, that once that. a year. Yeah, yeah. They scrape that once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we're skipping over the fantasy future daydream. Can we just talk about the fact oh. that the book that she writes and signs copies of is called Whoa Whoa Whoa? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> her fantasy until the part where she was signing her own book was really depressing. To, not depressing, but I expected it was more very traditional. from her future. Yeah, yeah. It was very traditional, and I was like, okay, I get it. You're a teenager, but. It's like graduation, painting a, a place together, wedding, pregnant, getting a house, signing a book. Yeah. I guess it was supposed to be unrealistic. Like you knew that it wasn't going to go. Mm. Well, like the like movies that. told her, this is what having it all looks like. Right. Yeah. Her 80s movie obsession for being someone from Gen Z is just mind blowing to me, especially because a lot of them, if you watch them back, they're so problematic and cringy. Oh yeah. So I was like, how does she, what is her obsession with all of yeah, this? Yeah, is she really movies? watching like 16 Candles and being like, I can't imagine. Yes, I'm enjoying this. Oh, oh my he's god, problematic, but whatever. A scene where she puts on Overboard and says it's her favorite movie, and he's just like shaking his head, like this is not cool. I would love that. That is a classic movie. You just have to go with it with Overboard. Uh, yes, it's problematic, but you know they have. Chemistry. Did anyone see the remake? No, I no did. One did. I did. No, you really? I really liked it. Excuse me, I did, and I really liked it <laughs> because it switched the roles and it okay. was less creepy. Okay, it. I thought to be. it was very cute. Yeah. Okay. So someone saw it. Mm-hmm. Kurt Russell. That's a fuck about uh, that. You mentioned earlier, Crystal, you had some problems with the color palette. Oh, could you expand on that? Um, I just hate the bright colors. 
I mean, I get what they're trying like to do because blue it's very much a fantasy. And yellow and pink, right? Blue, lots of, yellow, lots of pink. pink. Yeah. It's like printing colors, really. It is. It's it's very strange. Like um the bowling scene was a was a huge example of that. But even Laura Jean's clothes in this movie were also my least favorite of all the three. I think like she wore a lot of colorful 1950s housewife dresses. And maybe that was just her wanting that future with Peter Kavinsky. I don't know. But it's I think it's meant to portray that this is a fantasy. And then you have her best friend who's realistically dressed all in black. Oh, because Chris is in a better movie. The I mean, not not we'll have to come back to it. But when she's like doing her makeup in the car mirror and it's like, the fuck were you up to last night, Chris? I want that movie. You never know. Isn't she? She goes to like EDM concerts and yeah, raves and yeah. stuff like that too. Well, it's like like Laura Jean has to bring her face cream from from wherever because Chris has been presumably up all night raging like a maniac. No, because Korea is the bomb when it comes to skincare. That's what I assume oh, that oh. she brought her. Oh, like, so it's like Korea. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I think she brought it all for her. How did Chris you guys... is, I call her Baby Carol Kane because if you Google Carol oh, Kane yeah. when she was young, she looks exactly like Chris. Yeah, totally. How Crazy you, eyes. How did you guys feel about Kitty getting a plot line of her own with the uh, long-distance boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I did like the it scene really... where, where she's first talking to him and just in the background. Like, they're even, like, blurred out, but you can tell that uh, Lara Jean and her uh, Margo are, like, laughing about it and just being older sisters. I think it made her more likable, for sure. I mean, she's kind of like Emma from Jane Austen, where she's just a matchmaker and... I, I don't like Kitty, but I found her to be more likable in this movie. I think she was it, kind of like put off guard by her own. It gives crush. her, it takes her down a notch by, you know, being a little less sure of herself than just being the character who just like stomps around, like telling everyone how it is and being really in your face and precocious. You yeah. guys have to fuck right yeah. now. Would you say do, that she's, would you say that she's clueless? Very clueless. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank God that boy from Korea wasn't her like stepbrother. <laughs> Although we don't know. Um, the engraving or whatever on the, or whatever they wrote on the lock was, I don't know. I probably shouldn't have laughed at it, but I did. What the E plus Dan or the one that she does? The one that says for the rest of my life. Wow. You're going there, huh? It, <laughs> no, it was like, it really wasn't very long. Don't you bitch. feel like it signed her fate? Yeah. Because even Laura Jean or someone says like, well, she got her wish. And like, I know she meant it in a sweet way. But to me, I was like, I would have said that like sarcastic, like in a mean way. Like, It's, dead. it's like She's a whistling dead. past the graveyard thing. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Do you want to do you want to phrase it in quite that way? It's like her mom is the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my uh, God. So. I don't know. My notes are not kind of scrambled. So the next thing I have up is movie night. So. Do you want to take us there, James? Movie night? Um, yeah. I don't really have any notes on movie night. Sorry. Well, just, I love that Laura Jean is the kind of person who hates, hates talking during movies and missing actual movies. And then she's like, now let me spoil, say anything for you before we hit play. By telling you about the most iconic scene. Oh, Chris, well, you were mentioning all the 80s stuff. I mean, it has, I, I assume that Jenny Han, the author of all these books, is a child of the 80s. Like, I feel like that's. That's what's going on right. there, you know. That's, no, that makes sense. That's I'm why it's not crazy about it. That's why Jenny Valentine has lots of references to stuff that are uh, older than she is. Oh, it shows the age mm-hmm. of the author. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. I gotcha. But also, no, I think it's who raised you. I mean, it's going to be reruns and parents who also like 
baby bird this shit back to their kids, right? I suppose. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Oh, about the movie night. So this has bothered me since the first movie, but does this family own like a television? Yes. Why yeah. are you headphoning it together on a laptop? Headphones You're... on a laptop in their gorgeous home. I mean, I yeah. guess it's it's cute that they're you know sharing air it's not cute it's a tiny it's i mean aren't just, you should be furious about this no i know it's I, just I, a canoodle i think just a canoodle i think anyone who watches a movie on their laptop is just like a just a savage and i don't know how they do it but you can canoodle mm-hmm. while watching a big screen mm-hmm. i think you could canoodle better and that because yeah. then you don't have the airpods like falling well, out it's, your ear. it's just easier you know there's a big screen in front of you well and you can do hand stuff mm-hmm. yeah I don't think they're touching the laptop while they're watching. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I remember we had like a 20 minute discussion on whatever the hell T on Z is or whatever. Mm-hmm. Last if you night. have to ask, you're not ready. You can't afford it. Mm-hmm. I still um, don't know. Also, this dude in Korea, what the fuck is Kitty's phone bill going to look like? Don't you have to pay? Uh, there's like Skype group? and stuff. What are you? I think they're speaking texting. WhatsApp. Speaking of they children of the eighties, dude, come on. There's WhatsApp. Like, come on. There's there's no such is thing that, as long distance. Is that anymore. how that works? I don't I don't yeah. know. WhatsApp, use, yes, but but they like did, what apps. I wondered about that was while they were in Korea, Laura Jean was just using her like iPhone messages instead of WhatsApp. And I was like, did they buy an international she plan? Just probably for just, she probably just bought a SIM card to use in her phone. Hmm. Do they have that? Yeah. Oh. Do you so can put them on your iPhone? If it's unlocked. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, her dad's a, a doctor. He can afford a massive. I feel like right, the you massive can, you fucking can call phone bill. like your AT&T or whatever and be like, give me the international plan for a week or something. I feel like the massive fucking phone bill is the trade off he's agreed to, but the fact that he started dating this woman less than a year earlier and now they're getting married. Oh, those those kids are getting a lot over this year period, I feel like, because yeah, yeah. he just wants to smooth everything over. Yeah. Uh, but also, meta as shit, Laura Jean tells Peter that they're a terrible rom com couple, which is oof. Hard to come back from. <laughs> I mean, I the- think it's. Sorry, go ahead. That's the most realistic thing, realistic thought that she had during the whole movie. <laughs> Was that well, they wouldn't be a good rom-com couple. You know they're doomed just because of the nature of the picking a song. Do you think the meet cute actually happened or did he just make that up? Oh, that's that's diabolical. I suppose he, she might remember it. So I didn't even yeah. think about well, that. Th- that's the thing is she is like Tina Belcher when it comes to boys, right? Uh, so she writes about them in her journal. She writes them letters. What is this noise? <laughs> That's Tina Belcher's okay. noise. But um, there's no way that a boy would have a moment with her and she wouldn't remember it. <laughs> like if a boy looks at you, you would remember it. Well, I wanted him to be like nerdy as fuck. I wanted it to be like Peter Kavinsky didn't get hot to like freshman year or something like that. And that's why she didn't notice him. Because I mean, she noticed John Ambrose. She noticed the shit out of John Ambrose, apparently. And she apparently knows Peter Kavinsky at some point because she wrote him a letter from... Oh, she kissed him and uh, spin the bottle. From the but spin I'm, the bottle, yeah. Was that what it was that the origin with the letter? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember a ton I, of By those, the way... I, except for the hand in the I pocket. I have to thank you, Crystal. You've done more prep for this podcast than either of us did combined. You're like, oh yeah, I'll go rewatch all three movies and I'm making notes and I'm like... Eesh. Well, <laughs> we I've didn't seen do that. the first one like four <laughs> times just because I need to. Mm-hmm. The second one, I didn't remember at all. Like when I was watching the other day, it was really stressful to watch. Um, did not enjoy. I was like, well, I'm glad I wasn't on the the podcast for that one because I would just be shitting on it the whole time. I, mean, I don't know if that's did, what yeah. you guys did. 
I feel like we yeah. squatted down and what came out was I pinched one off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Wow. Isn't that the line from Gangs of New York? On the seventh day he rested yeah. before he did, he squatted down at what came out was Ireland. He squatted next to England and what came out was Ireland. Maybe yeah. you shouldn't say that to your new Irish bride. Mm-hmm. No, don't say that to Megan, please. Oh, <laughs> shit, I shouldn't say her. No, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's too late. That ship has sailed to the new world. Uh, you had some thoughts, Crystal, about the proposal of uh, yes. Hot Dad to Lady from Happiest Season. I just want to let you guys know that if you take a woman to Korea and you have this amazing vacation... Don't wait until you come home and you're all smelly and gross from the plane to propose. You do that in Korea. No, hold on. The Brit, no, because that's where his dead wife. Let's hold on. I I just I want to interject a few just for a moment to be like, I know it's a movie, Mm -hmm. but daytime they get there. He immediately is like, let me help you take your fucking bag over. So they go over to her house across the street. Peter Kavinsky comes over. They watch a movie. They take a nap. It's curfew. He leaves. Of course, conveniently, her eyeline is right as Peter leaves. There's dad proposing five hours later fully in the window. Fully clothed. They absolutely fucked, showered, dressed. And he's like, oh, I was going to do something. I totally forgot. It's Let me get down to my, okay, my, old, theory, my old man knee. Theory, he did propose in Korea. But then they were like, how are we going to tell the girls? And he's like, I know. I'll just wait till she's looking out the window and I'll do it in front of the window. That just what Hitchcock like (laughs) setting up a thing. You You know, some people don't like confrontation or having to speak to other people. So they think they were waiting for Mm -hmm. Laura Jean to come into the window. Mm -hmm. Like uh, a monster. I know. Like Agatha's down the street and she's like, Laura Jean's looking in that direction. (laughs) He's just like, finally. (laughs) They've got who's the. Who's the guy, Josh or whatever? He lives next door, right? Oh, the dude who got canceled. So he's probably on the walkie-talkie. Like, nothing funny about what happened to Josh. Yeah, he, he said some bad things about some people, so he got <gasps> canceled. I never trusted him. Mm-hmm. I say that about everyone when news comes <laughs> out, but I swear I never trusted. I totally forgot. Wait. Is he still at the high school or no? He has what not happened? made an appearance in, in he movie graduated. or movie three. He was graduated. Okay, yeah. so he's gone. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. It's important to know that the next person who got canceled, I never liked them. I never watched whatever or listened to their thing. And uh, I'm a hero for that. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I saw a great tweet that I just have to share with uh, if cancel culture is real, why do we have to recancel Joss Whedon every year? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't stick because we like what he does, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. We don't need to have I can't a wait. conversation right I now. Just, I just can't wait to see what they do when his, his show <laughs> that he left comes out. I'm, I'm curious to see months. how they market that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> HBO's wait, like, what god show? damn it. It's called The Nevers. It's like steampunk okay, X-Men, I basically. I, ugh, I hate steampunk. Oh. I can't. Strong. Victorian X-Men? Victorian X-Men, sure. What was your time travel book Jane about? Jane Austen X-Men? My time travel time book or travel hers? Book? No, her time travel book. Mine was it was it Victorian times or Elizabethan times? Elizabethan. Mm. Oh, whoops! My time travel, but my book was also about time travel. I should say. Are you writing a time travel book? No, the, I one, I was, the one I was reading. I thought oh. you weren't reading a book. No, the one I'm going to be reading, the Department of Dodo book. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think you said the name. I probably did. I think though. he did. He said sequel to to Dodo or mm-hmm. something like that. 
Mike Velasquez. I wish we could, I wish we could spaceballs rewind this mm-hmm. for a moment. We're at now now. What did we say, guys? Let's take a moment and re-listen to mm-hmm. what we just said. Let's talk about the prom proposal that this uh this like dance sequence thing that's happening at school. I would say no, regardless of how much I like the person that they did it was this. So cringy. Good for her though, because he wasn't the best looking. Like compared, to, did you guys notice? Which one? I don't remember which. I just remember they were all kind of. It was. I don't know. Molly Marshall is doing some charity work. I'll put it that I mean, way. He's he's got right. a lot of enthusiasm. You know, you got to give him some credit. But. Maybe he's funny. Mm-hmm. He's probably funny. No, I I he's... would say no as well. Rich. I don't know if that's the thing. Like, are they that dramatic? Because I remember at my school, people, I don't know, they made posters or my prom date, like left notes in every single class period mm. with like candy or something. And then I got to my car and there were balloons all filled in it. And I had to pop all the balloons wow, and hiding like in the bottom of the car. It was so traumatic popping all those balloons. Um, but I don't know that they do a whole dance. I never saw a dance sequence. I think all teen movies go really extreme. Like nobody actually does this in high school, but it's like a requirement that in the teen movie, they like, they go nuts. I think real teens, Maybe write a name in the snow or or, or something, right? With, they're not like, pee. yeah, they're yeah, oof. they're not getting like There's five friends right to TikTok dance. Too. Yeah. Also, Molly Marshall looked too much like Jen for me to like. Oh, is that who that is? That actor? No, it's no. Her the character's name is Molly Marshall. No, he says the character, okay. yeah. And I was like, it oh, does is look this like her. Jen. <laughs> Jen's like always got a little bit of sneer on her face, though. I love uh, Jen. Though. I do. This first scene with Jen, I was shipping her and Laura Jean. Thank you. They had chemistry. That's the point that I was going to touch on. I was like, what I want for Laura Jean. Yeah. She has well, another NYU good year romance. theater. Hell yeah. NYU, which I expected at the end for them to be roommates or something, but I swear to God, there was chemistry between her and Jen in this movie, like more so than Laura Jean and Peter for me personally, because I make everything like gay. But I really saw something with them there was like a cute awkwardness like we kind of want to get back together but we're not sure they have a meet cute there is an awkwardness but there is also like a a secret connection between the two of them like they 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 had secret knowledge of some moment that they'd shared together yeah they do yeah yeah (laughs) but their meet cute their meet cute is peter kaminsky Mm -hmm. well it's like these two would probably be good friends if not for like their old drama between them you know Hmm. And the fact that Larry Jean's friend Chris hates her. That's what, well, because they're cousins, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I was trying to figure out, like, did, do we know what the hell Jen did to, what are you looking at? I'm looking at my cat. Sorry. Oh, um, what Jen did to Chris to deserve such I'm not sure hatred. they, they might've mentioned it in the first movie. I don't really remember. I think they're just, they're probably like cousins who had to spend a lot of time together and like, they're just different people. And so they end up hating each other. I mean, they seem like drastically different people too. Yeah, and like feel well, like both Chris like is, alpha types. Yeah, Chris has probably killed somebody. Yeah, put that cat on the mic. What up, cat? That cat <gasps> looks so uncomfortable. Oh my god, I'm so jealous that you guys have cats. Guess on the she pod. knocked over a plant today and killed it. Nice. She was jealous of that plant. Mm-hmm. I think maybe because I had fed her had in plants. a day. Let's talk about that. She yeah. eats a lot. You're, You're regulating her food? Them. No, I, I just put a bunch of food in the bowl because that's apparently how she likes to be fed. Okay. But not today. 
It was like there was a little bit left early today and then it was gone. And I think she was like annoyed with me because I didn't put more in immediately. Are you sure the plant wasn't already dead too? No, the plant was it alive. Sounds like I mean, don't... the plant could have lived, okay. but I was like, you broke the thing. Fuck it. I'm throwing it away. Anyway. I hope you have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Oasis made me feel like I was a hundred years old. As soon as he mentioned that Oasis album, I was like, watch their song be Don't Look Back in Anger. And then they actually mentioned it later and played the song too, if I remember correctly. They did. Mm-hmm. Well, and here's the shittiest part to me though. If I remember correctly, tell me if I'm wrong. He tells her to listen to the album on Spotify. He doesn't say like, listen to Don't Look Back in Anger or this Oasis song. He's, He's like, an album listen guy. to this. He's like, listen to this entire fucking album. As if it's romantic homework and tell me if our song exists Would here. Would you tell somebody to listen to one song on Evermore? But I mean, if I'm saying, I think our song is on this album, here's a, here's a sexy song in a haystack. Like, you go listen to the entire fucking thing and tell me if you agree. That's garbage. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. Especially since he should have known her to be like, no, nah, 90s, fuck that, fuck that. Why, though? Because she's obsessed with 80s movies. She can't like 90s. I was really insulted about her, like, blasé attitude towards this Oasis album that he sent her. And I also felt 100 years old as well. But that's such a Gen Z thing, right? I shared a Spotify album instead of, like, I made you a a CD. That's, like, the way to make kids these days. They can't make make mixtapes. Package, listen to this old (laughs) Oasis album on Spotify. And I'm just like, oh, where's my health (laughs) care? Yeah. Oh. Um, also, so family dinner as my next note, they roast John Corbett because all he wants to do is cook and watch documentaries, which doesn't sound too bad to me. That's how you know you're getting old. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> it's like minus cool. the cooking, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, what DoorDash is for, right? That's what you kids use. I'm not, I'm done with them. They have oh. crossed me. Who are you using I, now? We're done. No one. Also, what really? the fuck are you spending on DoorDash? too much yeah but i've never paid, used so one of those you, apps they scare me I don't, I don't like it seems like a lot of work. wait even when you were living in even, la you didn't? i just drove everywhere to get food yeah jesus mm-hmm. all right i miss well, man there's a couple own. places in la i really miss is Sweet. it granville yes <laughs> sorry i really miss the steak sandwiches at granville and the carne no, fries good. at uh, brick and flour all right no all right sponsored by mm-hmm no free ads. Um, Speaking of music, what was with all the Spice Girls? They were like covers. Well, there's right, one, they, they played the actual song once and mm-hmm. then a cover later. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's Spice Girls. Okay. I mean, do you have to explain you don't it? like Spice, Spice Girls? Girls? I, I just don't know why there's a lot of Spice Girls in this movie. It, they play the song exactly once for 30 seconds and they play a I cover. I felt like there were a lot of Spice Girls. There, there's never enough Spice Girls. Oh, okay. First of all, which Maybe, which Spice Girl was your Spice Girl? Were you like a posh Spice or sporty Spice? Um, not. I would say sporty Spice. Yeah, not, not baby the baby. No. but not Cherry either. I was also Ginger. But you I don't think Crystal's. Mm-hmm. I don't think Crystal's a Ginger. No. No. I'm not posh enough to be posh. I I don't know. I was like a tomboy, so I guess sporty. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not scary. Mel, I know that. Mel C. 
And the Mel B was scary. Mel B was scary. Mel B was scary. Who hooked up with Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. He like ruined her life. I think oh, she Jesus. had his child, if I recall correctly. What? Well, I, I thought I made it clear when I said wow. he ruined her wow. life. <laughs> no, I mean, like later, I think after that, he like he was like a genuine monster to her. Mm. As Eddie Monsters, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's Eddie Monster is one to do. I don't know. Like it's it's like it's a '90s mood, but at the same time, like when you play that song, I think of the the thesis of the song. If you want to be my lover, get with my friends. Like it's not really what's happening here. Everyone seems cool with Peter Kavinsky. He's friends with everyone. He did get with her friend, right? <laughs> yeah, he literally, did. literally, if she's friends with Jen. <laughs> so there's that. But she'll get him back in I don't know nine months of her being roommates with Jen. Speaking of getting with friends, I'm curious to get your opinion on this, uh, Crystal. Oh, God. How do you feel about cheating in rom-coms? The same. I, I, what do you mean? Like, like I what, feel like that's, or, what's level I was of... reading this book that was like very similar to these books here in movies here where like the lead character like cheats on her girlfriend. And it just to me, it was like kind of a red line that's like you shouldn't cross in a rom-com. No, I wouldn't think that. I guess I feel the same way as real life. Mm. Or why? Was it? But you're not providing any context to the story, though. Right? Was it cheating in like a her partner actually sucks? So it was like she okay wasn't getting texted back by her partner, and she thinks her partner might be cheating because like her friends don't like her partner, and so she's gonna go cheat to like get back or something. She's trying to beat her to it. Yeah, isn't what Ethan Hawke did in did real he? life with yeah Emma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino? Well, like, I don't want to hear this. But then we'll skip over it. But I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> is this like not kind of the situation they started to set up in Happiest Season when what's her name wouldn't return K Stu's text? But she doesn't, though. You know, she doesn't the, cross that. The line. fucking closet have. vacation. There we go. That's a cheat that I would be okay with. Anytime you don't cheat with Aubrey Plaza, you're cheating on yourself. Exactly. Put that <laughs> on my tombstone. Not even your name. No, just that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, I kind of feel bad for Trina because when Laura Jean moves out, she's going to get stuck with Kitty with no buffer. Yeah, but Kitty will be like a junior or senior. Like she'll have her own shit going on, which will be worse. I like barely saw my parents like from like sophomore year forward. Yeah. Why did I think Kitty was in middle school? She must she be like about to be a freshman or something. I don't know. She that said, was talking about the middle school cafeteria in the first movie. Does middle school imply ninth grade? Or eighth grade? No, it's six, seven, and eight. Okay. usually it was seven Did and eight. You go to middle me. school. I went to junior high. Oh, you're, mm-hmm. okay. Just seventh Fancy. and eighth grade. Right. I yeah, middle school's eighth grade. Well, it's six, seven, and eight. Right. I think she's like in eighth grade. Okay. Hmm. That said, chicken nuggets at worse. a wedding doesn't sound that terrible to me. No. I'd eat chicken nuggets right now. <laughs> I would. No offense to you guys. I would parachute out of this for chicken nuggets right mm. this second. I think Jack in the Box is open late. Go for it. Fuck yeah. I'll, I'll see you guys. Pick up. I'll pick up wherever you are then. Let's talk <laughs> about the FaceTime call because that's my number two kind of key moment. Um, Lara being kind of mean to her sister Margo on the FaceTime call. <laughs> Just like as soon as Margo is like, are you sure you want to dedicate your whole life to your boyfriend right now? And she's just like, you abandon your family. 
She's just mad slash scared because Margot's whole thing was like, don't go to college with a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of like going against that. So I feel like every time Margot talks to her, she feels like Margot's going to try to talk her out of it. So she's just very defensive. Well, she hates the voice of reason too. Right. I think you were Um, were mentioning the age thing. I think Margot seems so full of wisdom when she's talking to Lara Jean that that probably only enhances that kind of age gap there. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna rewind just because you're way ahead of me than my notes. Like okay. in the the wannabe flash forward dream sequence, mm-hmm. I'd love that there's like a demented TikTok Joker grin on Peter Kavinsky's face as he moonwalks away from their wedding. <laughs> At one point, <laughs> he's just like, eh, "You think in the Stanford? Fuck off!" Because <laughs> that dude's half of his face is like a weird grin. He has uh, the weirdest facial expressions, I will say. It's, it's it's a whole lot of like you can't see but i'm making a cringy face no you, you nailed it mm-hmm. you nailed it though i mean like he makes me appreciate what mark ruffalo does oh yeah more. yeah talk about normalizing old guys who can get it right mm-hmm. i see that as an absolute exactly. win though i have to say having watched 13 going on 30 back when mark mark ruffalo was like the romantic male lead in a movie i have to say like the the kid version of him had way more I don't know. Um, togetherness, like he mm. had more confidence than like adult Mark Ruffalo in that movie. More confidence that than was... Mark Ruffalo in Eternal Sunshine. No one said anything about that. I'm just curious. Okay, because he looked he's so different in that movie than the Mark. Is Ruffalo that your? That's your like Mark Ruffalo touch point though. Is Eternal Sunshine? I think I, I just recall us doing the podcast on that and being like blown away that that was Mark Ruffalo in that movie. Because he was like so young. The most confident Mark Ruffalo, when he gets it the most, is that Meg Ryan movie. Which one? Where he's like, he's like turning her inside out every way they like fuck. Like, what Meg Ryan movie? You and me and everyone we know. I don't know what that is. I feel like that's probably a movie Mark Ruffalo is in. He's in a lot of movies. In the cut. Mm -hmm. In the cut. It's a boxing movie. No, No. it's it's a fucking Meg Ryan movie. Okay. Uh, anyone at home, if you're not watching the cut and you want to have an orgasm, mm. watch it tonight. Mm. Um, yeah. So Margot, though, back to Margot. I'm sorry. Rewind it back to where we're at the present day. Like, I love that she wakes up to Laura Jean's crisis in fucking Scotland just to have her sister like lash out at her. I mean, the and then Lord Jean, the scene where she finds out she isn't going to be going to Berkeley. Or is it Berkeley? Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. Where the kids who couldn't get into UC Santa Cruz go? Um, yeah, it's pretty brutal. Or you're just gonna leave that sitting there? Okay. Um, Where does Dakota Johnson go in Stanford Social Network? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, good for her. Um, yeah, but then like the masochistic shit where she just goes and watches videos of people's like I got into Stanford shit, which that's is, another Gen Z note that I had too. Yeah, that was just like yikes. Do- imagine I can't imagine doing that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want someone to film me just in case I didn't get in, you know, like, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want that on tape. I bet that they know. And then they're just well, all, all reaction it. videos it's, are fake. Every, every reaction video you see on YouTube is fake there. You, you know what, what it is though? To. When they don't get in, it's uh, it's Ross going to the dance of Rachel and friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so the DLA's version of Peter Reed's pr- 
Pride and Prejudice. I mean, do you think he reads it or is he just carrying it around? I don't know. It's a it's an entertaining book. I can see him mm. reading it. Mm. I don't know. I think he based his knowledge on the movie that Laura Jean probably made him watch, and then he just skirts around actually reading the, the Keira book. Knightley one. The Keira Knightley one, yeah. Mm. Well, that's the quote that I know of mm. from a little hand flexing. That's the thing, right? No, no. I in the there's like a famous shot where he's like flexing his hand. Yes, yes. Yes, now that is the hand in the pocket, mm-hmm. but better. James, you quoted that most ardently. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so then he shows up for his like Stanford anything scene. And there was a half second where I was like, yes, break this clown's heart. I was like, I was really so going for it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, tell him. I can't wait to watch this. Is it better or worse that she doesn't tell him right away? It's worse. It's better for me. She gives me anxiety. <laughs> it was really, I mean, because I was kind of wondering at this point, like, where is the conflict going in this movie? Because she already found out she didn't get to Stanford like 20 minutes in or whatever, which, uh, by the way, we're only 23 minutes in this movie. Um, and so it's like, okay, well, what's the rest Fuck of the up. movie? You know, and it's like, oh, she fucked up and actually sent the text to the wrong person. And now she's going to have to live with that for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> The way he gushes to the waitress who who's like, oh, I'm happy for you both. And I don't think she actually is. Yeah, I don't know no. if a waitress really wants to hear about your college plans. The waitress is like, I work on mostly on tips. Mm-hmm. So, yay. She doesn't care. She's tired of seeing these two come in like Seriously. every week. Also, come on. C26 and that jukebox is so close to B26. It was fucking <laughs> killing me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know they're just ordering like a single order of fries and like a Coke or something. <laughs> oh, oh no. Later in the movie, the greatest sin of this entire fucking movie is they order food together. The waitress delivers it. He starts pouring her syrup onto her pancakes. That's not romantic. That's a very personal thing, though. Like he doesn't know. It's like what having she's the feeling. door open while you're going to the bathroom when your partner's there. Yeah. It's like shitting in front of someone. <laughs> No, it's not at all. You. Yeah, it's like if they were shitting for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's an intimate, it's an intimate moment. It's what I'm saying. You're very close. You're comfortable with you. each other. It's you don't know intimate. how I like to it's, shit. It's it's inappropriate. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like. Intimate is kind of um. I don't know. It has a positive connotation. Mm-hmm. Intimate is hand in a pocket. Me pouring your syrup onto your food for you is some fucked up shit. I mean, it could be hot. Syrup is sexual. Pouring syrup onto your body is hot. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Onto your food? It's a metaphor. For what? I don't Sex. I don't Number one, I don't think you actually believe that. I don't think you're bringing that kind of sexual frustration. I'm just to this trying movie. to spice up the pod, man. There's no sexual frustration from this movie. No, it's, there really isn't. No, no. It's very I was, even like actual sex that happens. I'm like, well, that's real. Yeah. I wanted positions. I'm sorry. I'll say it. I'll go on record right now. On uh, 9.22 p.m. on Saturday, whatever, the 20th, I wanted positions. I wanted Lord Gina to be like, I was on top. Who the fuck else is on top the first there's time? There's no way your first time. No, there's no way. It's really boring and weird your first time. So I can imagine that she, it's not going to be hot. Though, it's a conversation for her and Jen. Years later, they both lost their virginity to Peter Kavinsky. They can laugh about it. Eskimo they sisters. can drink some wine. Everyone should lose their virginity to Peter Kavinsky. They can like tuck each other's hair behind each other's ears. They can kiss. 
Go on. I can see it. I, don't don't tell me I will go on. But no, at one point at this point, I was like, you know, you two deserve Tutti Fruity. I hope Tutti Fruity yeah. is your fucking song. That's God. probably possibly the worst song that somebody could have as their song. As opposed to Don't Look Back in Anger. I think Don't Look Back in Anger is better. There's at least like that could be interesting. Tutti Fruity, that's awful. Have you guys, you guys have not watched Gilmore Girls, right? I've seen the episodes I watch with you. I've seen every episode okay. of Gilmore Girls. How dare you? You have? Yeah, every episode. Hmm. Did Some I know them- that? I yes. probably knew that um, multiple times. So when Rory has sex with Dean for the first time, well, it's her first time in general, but when they have sex, she Mary turns Dean. on music and it's the Candyman can song that Oof. plays. And she's like, this is our, this is our song. This is our like post sex song. Just, and she's cheating. Well, isn't also, she's not alone though, because just for James's sake, she is fucking her now married ex in a barn. Yes. <laughs> Nothing about that is, is it okay. A barn then, for like aesthetic reasons, or is there a little like cow shit in the barn? It's for dance classes. Okay, so you know, it's a dance, no, it's but a, this happened in her bedroom, barn. which is even worse. Wasn't the bedroom? Oh, that's right. And then the mom comes the first in and, time, yeah. And and Lorelai is rightfully disappointed. Wait, she, it's she's <laughs> it's her first time, but she's losing her virginity to a guy who's married. Yep. So her first high school boyfriend. Is she in college at this point? Now or something? married. Yes. Huh. She's a freshman in college. Okay. That's why that's why I like Logan because he was a brush of fucking air. A fresh breath of fucking a brush air. Of fucking brush of fucking air. I was always a Jess is guy. Is it the Gatorade myself. that's making you talk like that? It is. Mm-hmm. You're a Jess guy. <laughs> Tell me more about Jess. James. I have no idea who Jess is. I, I just know he's on you're the a show. Jess? Right? Oh, you're not. Yeah. I you did want to say, the shit. Oh, you guys, I think the Gilmore guys character that's most like Peter Kavinsky is Logan. Hmm. Season seven, Logan, when he's a good boy. Is that the, uh, the season that nothing. doesn't count? Just, yes, but he's also the he's such a good boyfriend and he just has to like deal with Rory's bullshit. I mean, controversial. I don't hate season seven. Oh. I don't hate it. When did you there watch is, the Gilmore Girls? When it was first on? It's not okay. Or Gilmore I, Girls. Well, I'll put it this way: I started watching in like I remember watching the first episode when it first aired, and then I started actually really watching with like seasons three or four because it was always on before whatever Joss Whedon show I was going to watch, and so I just started tuning in an hour earlier and watching all of it, and I started enjoying it, and it was one of my guilty pleasure shows. And then I was like, I'm tired of feeling guilty about it. But yeah, Logan sold the fact when he shows up and he's like, what's up, Ace? Like he sells it better than Peter Kavinsky could ever sell that. But season seven has they one have of those, that vibe. Yeah. Season seven has one of those funniest moments in the show to me. Anyway, I can't even remember now, three hours into our recording, why she's upset. But Laura Jean stays home to watch Romeo and Juliet. And there's this moment where, you know, Trina's like, I should just walk the fuck away. I should just get out while I can. But she oh starts shit. to walk away. But she's like, fuck, I live here now. <laughs> Have to deal with it. I'm going to jump on this grenade. I really loved that, actually. the Her body language when she was like, do I stay or do it? It was like fight or flight mm-hmm. that she was in. And she was trying to decide, like, is this something that I want to get involved in? And I loved that. But she wasn't just jumping into the stepmom role. Like, yeah. I know everything. Then we have the scene with uh, Chris and Lara using some metaphors about brisket, slathering on some sauce and go to town. Okay, 
I, I don't have seven moments, but this should be one of them where Laura Jean's like, we burn low and slow, like brisket. And Chris immediately responds with, well, the brisket is cooked. So, and I was like, fuck Chris, I love you. <laughs> I'm going to run away with you. <laughs> yeah, I understand burning low and slow when it's not Peter Kavinsky, but when it is, wouldn't you want, wouldn't you want to jump his bones like the second What's the point of dating together? him? Yeah. You got to use that body. Mm-hmm. You got to climb him like a tree. Yeah, exactly. You got to jump on him like a trampoline it's over and over again till high school is over. Also, Chris packs just as my time. Topical joke. To- ready? Mm-hmm. This is going to suck in three it. weeks. Chris packs oh, just as much as Ted Cruz. For an overnight oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't let it go. I mm-hmm. had to. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, on the off chance he's listening. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. This is a rather large listen. trunk. Mm-hmm. Say so what? This, it's, this trunk that she's packing here, it's a rather large. I thought this you said is my Ted, problem with large Chris. trunk. She does quirky things just to be quirky, and it really bothers me. Ooh. In this movie, I liked her, okay. but in the other movies, I didn't. But the trunk thing really got to me. There's just no way. I mean, maybe she doesn't have a normal suitcase. No, maybe she's gonna buy a ton well, of that, shit. That, that brings up the question: You like have to pay to put something like that on a plane, right? Like they're not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to pay, especially to Europe. Well, they're going to New York. Well, they're not in Europe. Right, that's right. I kept, I keep conflating. Where did you think they were? I Paris. Keep, you know, I I just listened to a podcast about uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, so I keep conflating the two movies because they they kind of sort of have a similar vibe. I don't know, ish. No. Have you been to Europe? No. I didn't write a book about it, so I have, though. You wrote a book about I it? I will be. I okay. Am. You might want to check it out, though. Well, it's a it's little really inconvenient cool. I recommend to it. check it out you know, right now. They have, a lock, they have a lock bridge in Paris mm-hmm. that I went to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It just reminded me of when I was in Europe and my friend had to drag my suitcase because they don't have elevators a lot of in a lot of the hotels so he literally was like dragging my suitcase up and down there's no way i would have been able to do that had there not been like some guy on the trip to do that for me so that's what it reminded me of i was like you're embarrassing me and laura jean and everyone else behind you in the rotating and the rotating door right mm-hmm. one of those yeah not a van i guess i think of new york as europe it's the Europe of the East Coast, the United States. Mm-hmm. You're just making faces at us now, Marco. Uh, she, yeah, I was, well, I was, I just wanted to cherish for a moment how diplomatically unoffended Crystal looked when she's <laughs> just like holding her beer, like it's the Europe <laughs> of the United States, I guess. I just um, can't imagine someone equating Europe with New York. I've never been to uh, New York either. Counterpoint, James. Mm-hmm. Go rebuttal, Crystal. You've never been to New York? No. Uh, back at you, James. You have two minutes to respond. I've only been to fucking Georgia to visit his ass. That's the farthest East Coast you've been? Didn't mm-hmm. you visit Stacy? I think that yeah, was... Yeah, you've been to North that Carolina. That wasn't as East, though, I don't think. I think Did you not go to the three billboards? Longitudinally, I think, uh, make Oh, that's Georgia right. We further. did. Yeah. We, went yeah. to, and we went to District 12 at night, and it was really creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That neighborhood. Jesus. Hmm. Okay, so you've got some traveling to do later. Mm-hmm. 
So they go to you a never... lot of bakeries in this movie. Gotta really check out those cupcakes. Also, it took her eight hours to realize that the song had to pick them. The fact that she was somewhere without him and was like, hey, I'm going to play you the song. You're not here right now, but this is our song. I it mean, me it's a moment in the movie. That's probably like my number four moment. Um, but it's her love song with New York City true. and NYU. It's nothing to do with him. If anything, it's a fuck you to him. She's Dakota Johnson in that movie about where Dakota Johnson goes to New York and she's single. Is that a movie? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen that movie. It's called How to Be Dakota Johnson and Single in New York City. You're being weird right now. No, now it's, it's a lie. It's a real movie. Mm-hmm. He's lying. It's a, actually, it's a Ellen, movie. it's not a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the truth, Ellen. It's not a real Somebody, movie. Oh, wait, when was that? Did we, we've already passed the one year anniversary of that, right? Who, yeah. What are years? What is time? It's seriously. Because it was, there was a Christmas tree. Yeah. Let me talk okay. about my number three moment, which is when Chris, after uh, the kind of the day they had planned, is like, we have all these stores in Portland. I just thought that was really funny. Because they're just yeah, like yeah. going to uh, like department, like chain department stores that exist anywhere in any mall in the United States. Well, the New York, to be okay, to be fair, the New York Macy's is iconic, mm. but I couldn't figure out what this trip was for. Like who takes a Seriously. bunch of, because my trip to New York in school was for my theater class and we did it for like plays mm-hmm. and musicals. But this was just, there was no structure. They're not chaperoned. I mean, she goes to NYU, (laughs) but seemingly just like on her own, not as like Mm -hmm. we're visiting this college. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jen was the only, she only went there because it just worked out that she could tour while they were in New York. With the girl she's seeing. The girl. The Gossip Girl girl? The NYU girl. The NYU girl. Yeah. She's from Gossip Girl. Mm -hmm. Is she from Gossip Girl? That? Yeah. She was from, um, fuck, what's the show where uh, Sweet D had for two years? The Mick. I the love Mick. that show. She was, she was, I, Sophia, Black, Sophia Black Dahlia. She was, yeah. she was so good. Yeah. I, I love her. I wish she was in more things. Um, yeah. Also, it's also in the night sorry. of, she played she was in Cornish, the injury corner. She was in the American skins. Um, but rewinding, Peter takes it really well that she didn't get to Stanford. I kind of like that. He makes a good point. He's just like, Hey, you're smarter than I am. It's like, yeah. Yeah. And then she's immediately like, well, we're going to be the Romeo and Juliet of college. And it's like, just break up. I mean, see, this is the thing. Bella did this too in Twilight, where it's like the weird obsession with Romeo and Juliet, which is like the worst Shakespeare play and the worst couple to, to mold yourself after. I just don't see how someone who's an English lit major, like as someone who is an English lit major, would be that obsessed with Romeo and Juliet. Also, maybe it just it's just me, sense. but I, I feel like a situation where your girlfriend or boyfriend is going to like Stanford and you're at Berkeley is pretty ideal. Cause like you can just focus on school during the work week, you know, it's not like a constant thing. And then you can just like go hang out with them on the weekend. Like to me, like that's probably better for like college in general. If the person you're dating isn't literally going to the same college as you. And it's, they get to meet in San Francisco, which is my favorite city. Like I, I really think it would have worked out. It would have been fine, yeah. Mm. Of course, she, she uh, deep six that, yeah. Also, not to be that guy, but Chris brings up CBGBs, and it's like, ladies, you already have a Google's understanding of New York. You should know that it's been closed. Ladies, for like 10 haven't you read the INDB trivia? Yes, yes. I didn't. No. 
That was uh, one of the sorry. categories I gave you to do. I know, but I'm sorry, you're gonna you have to leave the podcast that much now. For me. You just said I did more research than you guys, so I feel like give me a break. Mm-hmm. All right, fair you're, enough. You're fine. You're not missing anything. Like the IMDb trivia, as usual, was dog shit for this movie. Yeah. Oh, so um, there's a there's a bananas midnight cowboy reference in this movie. And I'm walking here. Yeah, it's like. Okay, who gets this? Like, who of this audience is like Midnight Cowboy? I think it's nice. it's like a ship of Theseus thing or whatever. Where like nobody understands what that reference is from anymore. You know, just keep making yeah. it. Uh, apparently, nobody I understands did. where it came from. But in Miss Congeniality, when what's his name, Michael Caine is teaching her how to glide like a contestant, and they're in New York, and the car like almost crashes into her, and she says, "I'm gliding here," like it's a thing. Mm, mm. So I think that's. Took the words the out of my like, mouth. There are three parts you, you thought of I'm every gliding glide. Here? No. There are three parts of every glide. I got so excited. I was like, oh my God, you watched Miss Congeniality? I have not, no. Should we do that next, James? No. We're, are um, you kidding me? I think we have, uh, I don't know, we, we've got some stuff planned, don't we? I can't remember what it is. Um, we'll, we'll discuss at the end of the podcast. So, so Laura Jean is like, wow, they play saxophones on the subway and they really do com- wear commuter shoes. I'm going to move here. And it's like, eh. I can't. I don't know. And then Chris this is like, very everyone much, is 20% hotter at this party. Yeah, this movie is very much like in love with the idea of New York as a young person. Yeah. It's in love with the idea of everything mm-hmm. in her life, which is why it's a fairy tale. It's why I'm glad I don't have to see any more of it. By the way, we were talking about Jen uh, and her friend there from NYU. Was it me or was like she a little like uncool with like being so mean and cruel to her cousin Chris there? Because she's just like just talking shit about her right in front of her friend and being like, oh, college, it's that thing you go to when you're not a fucking idiot. Who was uncool? Jen. She's like really like dissing Chris in that scene. Well, because they don't like each other. I know they don't like each other, but I feel like. Like, if Jen's, like, with, like, the cool new friend from NYU, like, I don't know. Don't you want to kind of be above it all a little there? I hear what you're saying, but the only person I like more than Chris might be Jen, mm-hmm. so... Okay. I have no... Team Jen, I think, yeah. for me. Overall, yes. I just, I felt like Jen could have played a little cooler there. Like, also, he could have been more passive than aggressive, you know? Jen and Sophia aren't going to last, because Sophia's already a senior, so she's going to be out of college by the time Jen starts as a freshman in a few months. True. Do you mean last sexually or friend-wise? Well, I mean, they can still fuck. And it's, but like, and it's fanfic, I think he means. But I mean, okay. do you want to be just graduated and fucking a college freshman? No. Yeah. Not a good look. Sophia Black Delia can do better. Hmm. She's, she's already surpassed the fact that she has half of the same last name as Chris Delia. Are they like related? No, I don't have no idea. I just okay. I don't know. I just I just hate I don't know these things. Way, so I just wanted to diss them one more time. Mm-hmm. Um, NYU party. J- yeah, Lara Jean hears everyone, their song. Everyone is twenty percent hotter here. Are NYU parties this glamorous with the whole band and everything? Because I don't imagine I don't so. Know. I well, who's party? You can't just say this is an NYU party. It just seems like this is the idealized like the coolest night ever you know like if you're if you're a teenager this is what you envision as like the coolest night ever like you go to a party in new york and there's these kind of like hip intellectual people who are like academic but cool at the same time and there's a light band and 
you're lugging a couch around in the subway. I don't know. You know, it's the whole experience. That was a little too quirky for me, but yeah. it was fun. They were a little too happy when they got just to the subway and they're like, Haha, I got your couch. And it's like, you're not home yet. I can't but, imagine putting my couch in the subway and then just sitting on it at home. That's what they do in New that's York. That's disgusting. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's not coming to my apartment. Yeah. It's been on the subway. Are you kidding me? But yeah, she's like seemingly in love with the fact that she can see like a fair to remember style, like the view of a building. Well, she's imagining, imagining the, the writer that she'll become. Are you laughing at me for slurring there? Imaginating. <laughs> but she's thinking about the, the lifestyle, you know, that's what's being sold to her here. Also metaphor, pink couch. What's the metaphor? I don't know. Her okay. sitting on the pink couch. Vaginas. Pink vaginas are pink. Mm-hmm. Ish. Making a note. Hold on. What's What's important is that you two said that I didn't. Um, well, James didn't say it. He's making a note because he's confused. <laughs> Dear Google, pink couches. Correlation. Um. So, the next note I have, I don't know where we are in this movie. Lorgy makes a list of movies to watch. This is the most ridiculous list of movies I've ever seen in my life. This infuriated. What me. What's the list? Are you ready? Go mm-hmm. for it. Goodfellas, mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, they've watched. 300, they've watched. Bad Boys. What, are, this what is exactly end. is this list? That her and Peter are going to watch. That they are this going their, to watch? This is their movie night list. Oh, that's pretty brutal. So, Bad Boys, mm-hmm. this is the end. Charlie's Angels, X-Men Apocalypse, which she's in. Shazam, Fast and Furious, Doctor Sleep. This list is dreadful. Are those all like, I don't know, like Paramount? Like, is, is this, I'm trying to think of like who produced this movie. I guess it's a Netflix movie, so none of those matter. Yeah. Also, Fast and Furious is one of Peter's favorite movies. Yeah. Um, I don't remember this scene at all. When did this happen with the list? I think they're already they're already back in in Oregon, I believe. The only note I have from this is I think Larry Jean is talking to uh Sophia Black Delia or whatever, and she's talking about her relationship and she says, We're gonna make it work. And the girl goes, For sure, for sure. <laughs> everyone knows you don't take your high school yeah. boyfriend to college with it's you. It's just like, yeah, sure. You know, it's like, I'm going to be nice. I'm not going to like kind of like try to blow, burst your bubble on this or anything. I'm just, yeah. You know. But she doesn't she have, says. So she doesn't have the Margot responsibility to, to be like, but maybe you should keep other options open because I'm your sister and I care for you. She's just like, you do you, sweetie. Mm-hmm. I love this journey for you. You're making some choices. I'm sorry. I cut yeah. You no, I was just going to say, she says that she had someone she wanted to go to college with and it didn't mm-hmm. work out. And so Laura Jean should know it's just not going to. Also, I adore that. She's just like someone didn't work out. No someone. pronouns. Okay. No pronouns. True. Cause she's like, I could get anyone. <laughs> Look at me. I'm Sophia. Black she Julia. can. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think it's like later, she's trying to make a date for Peter. Her options are go-kart, soap making, fight club. Those are sort of, I related. did love Kitty in this scene. When Kitty says, like, don't take Peter Kaminsky to soap making. It's not, it's not sexy. It's not romantic. You know what he would say if she suggested it? He'd say, that's great. He'd, he'd, be smile, down. he'd smile like a psychopath the whole time. There's no kind of, I don't know, we'll use the soap together later vibes you could generate out of that. or They're not no, sexual in this movie. You're dirty. Ew. <laughs> that's what the soap is for. They're not even sexual in this movie, though. I know. They're not making pottery like ghosts together. I don't know how you make soap, but I'm assuming you don't 
<laughs> you know, like no. uh, like the ghost, like or ghost, ghost he the movie, that. yeah, the the erotic film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was uh, say, oh, speaking of, since James brought this up, mm-hmm. are we assuming that they haven't even done any below the belt? It doesn't no. seem like it. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't they know just, if I totally buy, but sure. I mean, you gotta be chased. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if your heroes are, and I don't know what I don't know what her like sex drive is, but I feel like Peter Kavinsky is racing home to take care of business after mm. every one of their cutesy little dates. Well, it's so cute of him. He's just but like he's mom, not... and, mom. I'm going to go take like a 15 minute shower. <laughs> yeah. So after the kitty scene, we have the uh, the phone call between Margot and Lara Jean, where Margot can really tell that like Lara's planning her whole life around you know this dude and uh really you should be discovering yourself right now and it's like how do you how do you gently ease her into that conversation sorry easy building off that in the second movie chris says you gotta get in there and like you know find the change in your own pink couch before peter can get into your pink couch and and Laura's like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and then Laura, G- and then uh, Chris is like, all right, now leave the wood shop because Trevor and I are gonna fuck all over this thing. Oh, I just kept thinking about like the sawdust or wood chips that would get mm-hmm. into their crevices. It's like sand, but worse. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say s- sex on a beach. No, thank you. Mm-mm. It's like sand, no, but you. organic. Sand is organic, you motherfucker. <laughs> is it? It's like yeah. Where do you think sand comes from? It's all what what plant or, or animal does sand come from? That just blew your minds. No, I just isn't dirt organic. I'm not sure if in the modern. I thought organic meant it wasn't you know, interpretation. It wasn't produced by humankind or manipulated by chemicals in any way. Hmm, okay, I guess we're rocking different definitions of organic. That's cool. <laughs> this is really going to bother me mm. if I don't Google it right now. Is sand organic? All right, so Henry it's Thomas. Sand. Henry Thomas shows up as Peter's dad. Honestly, wouldn't it be great if he was Mark Ruffalo? Oh, that would be amazing. This guy's a real fucking loser. Yeah. Did you guys? I was under the impression that when he left, it meant like he moved to a whole other like across yeah. the country and not like yeah. oh we Cr- can run into each other at the bowling alley yeah yeah with a huge family with a huge family yeah according to the internet sand is inorganic let's talk what? about the uh lebowski sequence here another 90s reference um it's I fun it. i don't know it's they they go the extra mile of getting all the, like the the shots and the angles and whatnot they they don't go full on like putting the camera inside a bowling ball, but pretty close. They did enough. I'm glad he didn't lick the bowling ball. I'll say that, but he did kiss it. <laughs> it would have been too sexual thought, if like, he licked it. You but know? in this in these COVID times, even um, touching a bowling ball gave me anxiety. Have, have you ever licked a bowling ball? Who are you talking to? Because it ain't me. Oh, I I've know. I know. Marco's li- licked a bowling ball. Oh, I God. have never licked a bowling ball. Oh. That's another okay. one of your vile slanders. Mm. Um, but yeah, I this movie would be like, it would give him a kind of substance to be like, well, I'm not getting to go down on my girlfriend, so I'm going to eat out this bowling ball. It, his, his tongue in the air would have been too sexual for this movie. Yeah. 
I would have fainted for sure. Even with it being a COVID era bowling ball, there's a lot there. There's a lot of gross shit right there. Yeah, I think if you like the bowling ball, but if his tongue was out just because. You're going to be like, I hope this doesn't awaken some things in me. <laughs> no, I mean, he awakens. Like, he doesn't awaken past the first movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, let me really yeah. pour some cold water on it. Uh, his dad shows up when you get the line later. There's nothing worse than not feeling chosen. That's why I'm surprised that he's so well adjusted. He really puts up with a lot. I feel like. You know, he's a little In bit of a, a doofus too, but yeah, he like he he really manages to find like the mature response to things that are you know hard to deal with. There's no way. There's Not a even, scene. No. I'm oh, sorry. I, I I remember there being a scene in the first one where he's like over at her house or she's over at his house for a dinner, and afterward, like they're doing dishes or something. And he's like talking more about the dad situation. And I was just like, oh, shit, you're not just a pretty face. Like, you might actually be a human being with a brain. And, like, you feel things. And I kind of got a, a little bit of a vibe here. I was like, oh, yeah, Peter has, like, a storyline that we're just never going to see or care about. With exactly two scenes in it. And, yeah, there's the dad and his, I feel his like loser, it's, Elliot from E.T. Dad. It's the classic Caleb Rivers, my dad's kind of a shithead, but he's going to have this, like this moment of good adult advice that I'm going to take, even though I'm, I have a lot of complicated feelings for him because he's a dad. Uh, the Caleb Rivers thing is apt because later in the diner, I was like, Whoa, just like some people you have a, you have a ceiling to your range. Wow. And like okay. lashing out at your dad. That's, that's beyond your there. range. Yeah. That's, that's beyond your range. Just Noah Tyler J. Blackburn just walking by not a care in the world, catching strays. <laughs> he's he's all the way in Roswell. He can't hear me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he is? Apparently. He's in Roswell. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. He's like a war veteran. I think he's basically yeah, he's... the um, Taylor Kitsch character from True Detective Season 2. Good for him. Thank you for his service. So, Lord Jean doesn't beat around the bushes time. She just tells him about NYU. And he's like, cool. He's just, yeah, that, that scene is brutal. Cool. Because it's just like, oh, you love me, but you also love New York. Okay. Uh, she's comparing San Francisco to New York with romantic comedies, and she doesn't mention Vertigo. I mean, hello. It's the greatest rom-com of all time. I feel like she hasn't seen cute. Vertigo. She hasn't seen it. She's not cool. Well, her and Jen are going to have one great night in New York City where they watch Vertigo together and do stuff. That's all I want for her. Mm-hmm. What is your uh, Wattpad uh, screen name where you can read all this fanfic for Jen and Lara Jean? If you don't know it already, you can't afford it. Okay. Um, but like, I kind of appreciate it at some point. I just have this randomly like alone in my notes where Chris just asked Lara Jean, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. I was like, good for her. Good for her. What bothered me about this whole movie is like, you're about to go to college and things are so uncertain and your boyfriend is so hot. Like you should just be fucking each other's brains out. And not even While worrying about this shit. Yeah, While you can, exactly. And I feel like Chris was saying that. And it's just like, listen. Listen to her. Well, the problem is, you needed a scene where it's like, Laura Jean from the future comes back, like dressed like Doc Brown. And she's like, Laura Jean! What are you're going to fuck become, the shit out of this guy right now! <laughs> what are our kids become assholes or something? Yeah. They become kitty, but worse! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank you for it yourself. I should fuck Peter. And then future self is like, let's have a three-way with Peter right now! Um, 
And, and like, there's a heart to heart of her dad where she asks him, do you think that you and tree, she calls her tree would be together if you didn't live close. And it's like, no, she lives across the street. Come the fuck on. Didn't have to do a lot of work for that one. Yeah. They shop at the same like Trader Joe's or whatever the fuck. Uh, Man, I haven't been to Trader Joe's in a long time. That's a shame. I went today. Oh, congratulations. Not to brag. I was going to ask you if you have a Trader Joe's near you. I do not know. They're, Trader Joe's is psychotic about not expanding to meet the, the demand for them because they like full stores. Maybe we're just better mm. here. Okay. I mean, we do have Trader Joe's up here, just not near me. I got it. Mm-hmm. So she finally tells Peter she wants to go to NYU. It's excruciating. Uh, but I wrote down relatable. I don't know if that's quite the right word because it's not like I relate to this in particular. I think it's just there's a feeling you get towards the end of high school that, that I feel like this movie does a decent job of capturing that just the the fleeting nature of it all where it's like it's it's hard to focus on what is because, you know, there's everything that's coming. Yeah, I think she's focusing too much on the future. Yeah. Maybe that's because she is Peter Kaminsky. And you're saying goodbye to every moment as you're in the moment Mm -hmm. or what have you. Um, Also, I feel like somebody or some movie or some book told Laura Jean that the way to your man's heart is through food because all of their big talks happen over food in preparation of something she's cooking or in restaurants or food service adjacent. I mean, it can't hurt, you know, like... Yeah, isn't that the way to my heart is food? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just eat this real quick and then I got some bad news for you. Yeah, stuff this cupcake in your mouth. My new battery. Yeah, I think food is like her comfort thing too because she's a baker. If, yeah, she's like in that Sarah Michelle Gellar movie with magic and And crab stuff. But like, I mean, a magic crab, not not the sexual treatment, transmitted disease. I was like, I, I guess I've never seen that movie, but I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> um, but I would love if the one time he wasn't like, oh, cool. Like in like to one of her bad news things, if he was just like, what the fuck was Why are you trying? <laughs> like spitting crumbs in her face. I would love it. Call that a gummer. Yeah. Ew, what the Ew. fuck? Oh. I get no, a lot of flack. Love. I get a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Damn, mm-hmm. that's worse than sour cream in the burrito. Like Hawkeye, I never miss. You just compared yourself to Jeremy Renner. You think about that. You know Jeremy Renner, or not Jeremy Renner, but well, probably him too. But Hawkeye's totally an anti-masker, right? I don't know that we need, I, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Maybe. Marco's just making a face through all this. Because it's like, what do you say to that? Uh, yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> do you disagree? I don't know. You've never I thought about some thoughts. You don't need. You've to never have. thought about which of the Avengers are anti-mask. I guess that's just me. I just know that Captain America is going to set them straight with like a finger point. Like, listen here, son. Put a mask on that ugly face. Uh-huh. This Hawkeye. Come on. He's also the least pretty of all the Avengers, right? Yeah. What about that haircut in the final movie, though? Why do you... Why, what is your obsession with these haircuts? I don't know. I'm, I'm 40. Uh, see the Not scene oh, number yeah. seven. In a, in a Judd Apatow kind of way? Is that what it feels like? <laughs> Signing the yearbook. Playing Don't Look this Back felt, in Anger. This felt real to me just because 
your book signing, of course, is like a fucking, I don't know, it's a thing. It's, it's both joyful and a fucking nightmare at the end of senior year, but also the movie has a whole epistolary beginning. Of course you'd be writing. The whole letter thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're John Hancock and what have you. I think he was unnecessarily an asshole to her just wanting to write in his yearbook. I'm not sure. I guess it, I mean, I know that it was because he thought, oh, she just wants to remember me from high school and this isn't going to happen afterwards. But it was a little dramatic. Like, just let her sign your fucking yearbook. He's acting out a little bit, which yeah. he will, he will like finally let that damn burst when they're about to like T on Z or what have you after prom. Well, because it feels like she's just doing all this as like a box to be checked before she can break up with him. Yeah. 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 She is a box checker. Like, mm-hmm. does that make sense? That, that she, box is she getting needs, checked. Yeah, she needs to have a song. She needs to have a meet cute. Mm-hmm. She has all these things that's like, this is what you do in a relationship. And he's like, I'm not having it. Yeah. I mean, he comes around and he picks the, you know, they have a song. It's like, still. to be fair, I'm just a lax bro. <laughs> I'm just a pretty face. Come well, on. What are they planning to do after the, the one year? It's like, oh, it's just a year or whatever. It's like, she's not going to stop going to NYU, I don't think. so. Well, but he's... He's still like clinging to the one version of the, their future together that he can get, which is this idea. Okay, so it's a year apart, but maybe we'll still have her She's transfer like, to me. NYU, to me. Why can't he transfer to her? NYU is cool and all, but if you can hang out with a bunch of rich kids who couldn't get into UC Santa Cruz, you got to take that you know leap when you can. Why? I no. I think he should. I think he should transfer to her. How do you go to Stanford and not have an app you're working on? Mm-hmm. Sports, right. lacrosse, Stanford loves their sports. They're very jock type of guys, right? Apparently. The basketball team. Uh, what is the, can I ask the, um, mm-hmm. okay, so they're called Cardinals, but they have a, the tree. Is that because Cardinals live in trees or? I think Stanford Cardinal is just a color. I thought they were like, because so, doesn't someone say like, go Cardinals? Well, the Cardinal is the name of the team, but I, I'm not sure if the Cardinal is literally the tree um, or if their mascot, the Cardinal, is like just the color or something. That's what I'm saying. Which one is a mascot, the tree or the bird? Just in general, is it presumptuous that he already bought her the comically huge hat? Is that cute or is that too Do much? You know, I don't own a single piece of clothing with my college's uh, logo or letters on it. I don't know. I guess some people do that. I what have, kind of. Yes. What kind of banana slug apparel is there? I mean, it's it like a sweatshirt. It exists, but yeah, never yeah. Is it like a banana slug like, hat? It's like, it like, a, like a dick, like a flaccid yellow penis just hanging yeah. over your face. It would look like your Josephus Miller fauxhawk. You should try it. Yeah, there we go. You can take those pictures inside of the crystal. So, also the, right the Stanford the Cardinal is a reference to the color, not the bird, according to Wikipedia. Why do they say go Cardinals though? Like, okay, so what is their mascot? A tree? They have no official mascot, but the Stanford tree, a member of the Stanford band wearing the self-designed tree costume, appears at major Stanford sporting event events. They don't even have a mascot, and he's going for sports. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. College sports are weird, just in general. Who cares about college lacrosse? Who no gives one, a literally fuck no about one. college lacrosse? It's not like I don't that's think on college TV lacrosse players yeah. care about college lacrosse. I mean, like, even he, even Peter Kavinsky, 
of his quite frankly limited mental capacity has to be like can you fucking believe i got a lacrosse scholarship what a fucking cosmic joke that is anywho here's my big ass grin yeah he's like wow you're way smarter than me i didn't even deserve this and i got into the school yeah and she's like i know um so kitty winning me back trashing trina's wedding planning ideas for sounding like a mumford and sons concert way harsh yeah, I was like, you know that though. like Trina like played it cool and then went to the bathroom and cried. <laughs> no, nobody is more cutting than a teenage girl, you know, like just completely oh, destroy you. Terrifying, terrifying. Seriously. If I oh, see one on the street, I'm like, I cross it, you know. If I was in New York City and a teenager laughed at me, I would jump in front of a subway train for sure, for sure. You just what ruin you the life it? of that subway driver, give him PTSD. I blame it on the teenager. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair um so then my next note is just Chris is like, you know, it's romantic P and V after prom. P N V? Yeah. P the letter P. In yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. I was thinking not envy, envy. of the P. Yeah. I suppose yeah. there's that too. No, no. I um call that. There's the P, the male, the male mm-hmm. um the D. The D. But there's also a female anatomy that's referred to as P. Uh, and so I was like P and the V together. I don't know. I was confused. Like, I don't like, even, I don't know. Like a, like a, like a cat curled up on a pink couch. Yes. That's what lesbians do. Yeah. That's a, that's a move. It's a famous sexual They're all move. cats curled up on a couch. Yeah. Yeah. Chris says about prom, uh, to be clear, I do not plan on enjoying myself. I enjoyed that. I felt that. Especially when she said, I don't want to make an entrance down the stairs. I was like, I would absolutely jump out the window. <laughs> There's no way. They had such a small, they were only four people. Like we had a big group, mm. even of people that we never even spoke to, but we had a huge group where no one was a center of attention. This would have given me anxiety for sure. And we're going to put those photos in the show notes. Excellent. All right. So everyone yep. just scroll down on your podcast app. Um, <laughs> The dance, like showcasing at prom, it just reminded me of, uh, what's the joke from Not Another Teen Movie? It's like, you wouldn't know it, but everyone at our high school was a professional dancer. Oh, it's, it's the riff on uh, She's All That, where they do their yeah, synchronized yeah, yeah. dancing, yeah. Yeah. Um, boy Peter Kavitsky, Peter Kavitsky at his cheesiest. Also, Trevor, that dude can break dance. They're warming up on Trevor a little, okay. Are you not? I mean, are you down on Trevor? I feel like earlier in this conversation, you're kind of out on Trevor. Trevor seems like a solid beta bro. Okay. Interesting. Right? Like he's not going to be the you star. You don't think he's movie. an alpha? He knows that. No, because mm. Peter is. Okay. Yeah. Of the two, they're like. That's why know. Peter keeps him around. He's like, Trevor, you're my bro, but you're never going to challenge my throne. We're good like that. Call him, ball him, never call him. <laughs> Crystal does not get there. It's a from community. Where did you leave I've off in community? community? Where did you leave off? I've in seen community? the whole. I, I don't think I've seen the last season. Okay. But season I've six seen... is what, way what better is the, than I remember. The final line to the. Uh, call him, ball him, never call him. Women or objects. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from the Meow Meow Beans episode. Um, sure. And you're welcome, everyone. Uh, the prom this king is and queen. Be our weirdest podcast, I think. Yeah. Why? I'm 
I'm I'm not weird. Okay. No. You're the normal one this time. Mm-hmm. This time. <laughs> Uh, Emily Nussbaum, way to go, I guess. That's I'm trying right to remember now. if they, like, these things for the prom king and queen, like, are they normally dating or is it normal for the prom king and queen to just be two independent people who are popular? popular. I can't tell if, like, TV has rotted my brain to the point where I think that, like, they're always dating, even though that's not how it goes. No, I ours were not. They weren't dating. Okay. No. They were just too, they were both popular. And if you're voting, like if you know they're expressly not dating, but like they're dating other people, like isn't it more fun that like chaotic vote for them? I don't know if you're do just teenagers like, consider that when they vote for prom king and queen, or are they just like I know this person, they're popular. I would, but I don't remember voting for this. Shit. I don't remember voting. Like I, yeah, don't I don't remember I don't, that. I think it's possible that like the five people who are in student council pick who's prom king and queen. I'm not sure. The only people I would have voted for for prom king and queen were probably Hannah and Sean from PLL. That's all I remember. Mm. Was, yeah, that's what I remember from my high school more than I remember my actual high school experience. Yeah, um, I don't really remember it. I'm sidestepping all. Oh, sorry. Do they do the the first dance thing? Is that not like a wedding thing? Like the prom king and queen don't dance, right? They do a dance. I thought. I'll be honest. I didn't go to prom, so I'm not sure what the uh, the custom is there. You didn't go to prom? No, I did not. What have you done? You haven't gone to prom. You haven't gone to Europe. You haven't gone to New York. I haven't been to a concert. You haven't, what do you mean you haven't been I've to a concert? I've never been to a concert. Like you haven't seen live music. a live show? Yeah. I haven't seen Evil Dead 2 yet. yet. Okay. <laughs> Crystal's confused. I just don't, I don't know how you could not go to a concert. I've tried like multiple times and something always like happens or like the, the lead singer of the band like hurts himself boating the night before. So, Blame like, the lead singer. Like that, yeah. uh, okay. Anyway, Let's let me introduce this line dialogue. Then why aren't we going to, or, then why aren't you going to Berkeley? Peter says, and Lara says, because I fell in love with New York. Damn, that was kind of cold to put it that way. Maybe it's true, but he's just like, wow, okay. Well, so this is this is like after prom, I'm sidestepping all puns that I would normally make. She gives him her big box of nostalgia. They start making out. She's going right for the D. She is like, let's check that box. It, it feels too perfect. Let's have you check him. this box. Yeah. yeah. And then he drops some he drops some shit on her when they when she's trying to fucking prom night. Like she's finally developed a, like a teenage sex drive. And he's like, has she though or is it just like I need to do this because it's prom night? Well, whether it's a sex she, drive it's or not. It's another box to check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her box. Yeah. Right. Nothing. But Come still, on. I, no, I yes, mm-hmm. I hear you. I agree with him stopping it because it didn't feel right. However, imagine this is your hot boyfriend and this is like the fir- the time that you want to do it and being rejected. That must sting. Like I, I agree with him, but that would be humiliating. Well, this is me. my, if I had another top moment here, cause I kind of like, lost scene, She's just calling John Ambrose. John Ambrose is not getting it done though. I like John Ambrose a lot, but he's not making anyone come. Let's, let's take like cards on the table. I think that guy is cool. I feel like that guy would probably be like very good looking, but that movie did not make him look hot. Am I crazy? No. 
like, he looked like a school child. Yeah, he did not like, look and like other kids, but that's because like, all their did, like all their stuff they could relate to is like remember the time we were like five or whatever, you know. But even still, John Ambrose is in the old people's like under the seat ballroom. He's playing piano. He's laying thick game on her, and at no point was I like this guy fucks. Oh, there's also no Stormy in this movie. No. I was really expecting her to die in this movie. <laughs> Who the old lady you, from the what? second movie? With the oh, palatial okay. apartment at the old folks' home? We yeah. didn't need the old folks' home, thank God. We didn't mm-hmm. have to endure that. Nothing says, like, orgasms like an old folks' home. Let's get some more wrinkled flesh in this teenage sex comedy. What's on a sex it's comedy? All of them staring at them. It's, it's, no, it's so awkward. So, but, but back to Crystal's point. When he leaves, I love that the camera just stays with her in her room as she just, like, implodes i was like wow this is like a level of i don't know scenery chewing this movie does not have room for it's humiliating and then she knows she was in the wrong and so it's doubly embarrassing yeah i couldn't get over that and yet he's going to be the one apologizing later right does i well i mean i don't know i feel like in this sense he did kind of initiate the aggression and it's like, does it like really he, matter who's... He's the one to call this. a spade a spade in this situation. But but does it matter who's in the wrong? Is like, who's just who just says, look, I don't want to have this fight. Like, I know what matters to me. Like, let's fix this. Is that so terrible? I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I'm very much on uh, Elaine and Jerry's conversation of like, no games. How do you know who's winning? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, like... I kind of appreciate that this guy who has his shit way too together for a high school boy is just like, look, babe, I'm going to like not only get you back right here, I'm going to like make it romantic as I can possibly do in my, you're not getting all this oxygen to my brain self. Um, but the, the harsh, like the, he texts the next morning, do you still want me to come to the wedding? She starts to text yes and then says, well, if we're broken up, it'll just be confusing to my dad. He's just like, would it? Okay, cool. Would it? The dad doesn't care. Poor John Corbett. I feel like the dad's like, oh, right. Yeah, this is the same thing that happened with my daughters a year ago. I've seen this movie before. I'm fine with it. John Corbett's like, what are you doing at my wedding, son? This is too confusing (laughs) to me. He didn't know who was there. He had like, there was a moment when they were walking on the dance floor and he saw people and he's like, oh, you came? You came to this wedding? Like, he didn't know. Even though theoretically he should have had some say in who they invited. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... I kind of felt like this worked out better because I feel like if they started slamming right there in her bed, John Corbett would wake up and he would come in. But like John Corbett's presumably you, at a hotel on his wedding night. Would you come into the room if you're woken up by the sounds of passion in your daughter's room? So. Because even though he doesn't want it happening in his own house, he did give her condoms the first movie. And if your daughter was dating Peter Kavinsky, like if my daughter was, I would want him to be her first time. There's no better boyfriend for that. That sounds like your dad wants to fuck Peter Kavinsky himself. No, no. Honey, I want you to slam it with this guy, and then I want to hear all about it. Like, he's great. Choose him. I'm, Here's your condoms. I'm going to start doing a series of hand gestures. You tell me when to stop. Oh, shit. This is getting really big. <laughs> These cake batter oh, cookies Peter Kavinsky look very good. Is probably... Sorry, what? I'm sorry, we're, were we discussing Peter Kavinsky? We were talking about his dick, okay. and then you said something sorry. about cookies. I didn't mean to interrupt by talking about cookies. <laughs> You're saying his cookies look really good? Is that what we're calling penises now? It does look really good in my imagination. Mm-hmm. His banana shaped cookies? 
but I also don't want to give credit to that actor as well. Like we're just talking the fictional character. Yeah. Yeah. Not the actor. I can't think of anything worse than a one more person talking about fucking GameStop or Bitcoin, let alone the Peter Kavinsky actor in a movie about GameStop and or Bitcoin. Oh, Oh, that's right. I'd rather be dead. I thought I dreamed that oh. and you just reminded me of that. Okay, was you're welcome. I found the the actress who uh, knows Centineo ghosted their assistant. It was Busy Phillips' friend, apparently. He ghosted? Yeah, and she was like on a talk show and like mentioned that he ghosted one of her friends. Good for her. But doesn't everyone ghost people? Well, you're like the queen of ghosting, so I don't know if you're a... Uh, uh, or, I've never ghosted a guy. Oh, you just talk about it all the time. You've like you've like expounded to me on the glory that is ghosting someone and how much how preferable that is. Are we talking like a guy that I'm actually dating? I don't know. I've never ghosted. No, I've never ghosted. I always, you know, mm-hmm. this is just a dream. Reality, basically, it's an aspiration to ghost. Dear listener, I have a front row seat for what is going to be just the most epic fight here. Okay. I, I can't wait. Continue, both of Calmer you. you are. <laughs> I do not ghost guys that I date. Okay. If it's if we've gone on one date and it was really bad and we that was the first time we ever spoke it, and then sure. But it's not usually like neither of us say anything. So don't be putting that into the okay. universe. Okay. I guess you want to be a different person on a podcast. I get it, you know. <laughs> I've not ghosted anyone. Like what if they take you on a date to like Whole Foods? Oh my god, stop. Anyway. Um, so Chris comforts her of ice cream because Chris is the best character in this movie she's like officially dating Trevor now and because it's on Netflix she references community and says this is the darkest timeline is that on Netflix I was wondering if that was a community reference yeah this was like of the four or five shows that I actually did my COVID rewatch community was one Mm -hmm. of them season six is better than you think guys you know when that when that line of dialogue happened I remember my my addled brain thought Wow, that's weird that they would reference a, a Peacock show on Netflix's streaming platform, but apparently it's nope, still on Netflix. Netflix. Yep. That's probably a Peacock's a joke, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I use I it. I used it to watch the Brave New World show. So congratulations mm-hmm. to me. And then I have Peacock because I have to. Did you watch Brave New World? No. Also, why do you have to have Peacock? Because they they moved the office from Netflix oh, to okay. Peacock. You're one of those. You didn't. You didn't squeeze it out before it left Netflix? I well, I because I'm constantly watching it like every day. It's the anxiety thing. And so I had to switch over. It's like the only reason I have Hulu is because that's where Bob's Burgers is. That's the only thing I watch on there. Fair, fair. For the love of God, Tina Turn. Sorry. It's my favorite Bob's Burgers moment. Um so Kitty, it's like, hey, let's have our sweet moment. I didn't tell you about NYU because I, I will miss you. Because so, we, we talked, we skipped over. Kitty's in charge of all the non whatever Stanford cool. college things. I want to yeah. ask about this. This reveal kind of means nothing, right? Yeah. I didn't tell you you got into NYU, and it's like, okay, that, well, that kind of seems neither here nor there, dramatically speaking, for this movie. It's tying the thread because since Laura Jean's in the process of saying goodbye to everything as she's in these moments, she has the thing with her sister and she says, how much are you going to miss me when I'm gone next year? And Kitty's like, I don't know, a three, a four. And so it's kind of just like, I'm a teenager who's like TikToking, and I have a Korean boyfriend that I text or whatever, or whatever you kids set up the WhatsApp. Like I, I will miss you. I just can't put it into words. 
I think it's also a way of showing that Laura Jean actually wants to go to NYU. She's like pissed off that mm. she didn't have that moment of like, oh my God, I got in because Kitty mm. just didn't tell her. Okay. Well, that makes and, sense. And maybe building off of that, like, I feel like the movie is kind of saying that like Kitty and Margot know Laura Jean better than A, she knows herself or that Peter ever will. And they knew she's going to go to NYU. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, also, backyard wedding. This is a massive fucking backyard. Oh, this is this like, backyard is so fucking big. They're in like Vancouver, Washington or something or near Portland. I don't know. They're, they're somewhere around there. They're filming in Vancouver for Portland or for Oregon. Yeah. In my head canon, they live in Vancouver, Washington for the tax purposes. I thought they I thought they were in Vancouver filming in Vancouver, like Canada. Oh, Vancouver, Washington's and It right wasn't next until to this Portland. movie I know. Okay. But I thought they were filming in Canada. Aren't they? And they were yeah, I thought they were. Yeah, they were. Movie, for some reason I thought they were like it was set in Canada, I oh. swear to God, until this movie. Here's the thing. I can't get excited about a movie about Canadian teenagers. I don't care how much they fuck. Well, what you didn't about, watch Degrassi? What about like Orphan Black? Sorry. Though? Orphan Black's set in Canada. They're not teenagers. They're not teenagers. For, for probably half the first season of that show, I thought they were in the UK. I, there was like one Netflix anything. show set in Canada that I watched. And I love that show because they never once Continue. said it was Canada. No. But like that was before Netflix that I watched that. But like they never once admitted they were in Canada because they knew being in Canada's, you know, kind wow, of embarrassing. Just, just Except for Shit's Creek. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even Shit's Creek, when do they actually say Canada in that show? Probably literally never. And yeah. the, I mean, they make fun of, I mean, they call it Shit's Creek, right? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. they know it's embarrassing to be in Canada. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They know. Like, I mean, they have to tell you in an interview, by the way, we're in Canada and people are like, what? Huh? What? <gasps> Look at that sweet baby. She really doesn't like being held that much. Me either. But she's so cute. Look at her. Well, she doesn't know you that well, you know? Yeah, you guys does. just moved in together. She comes and sits by me while I play video games. Oh, I want one so bad. Like, I just want to hold a cat. They're the best. I'm not going to pick mine was... up because she's sleeping quite serenely. But... Mm. That's good. James doesn't feed his and he just picks them up. And... I do tend to feed my cats. That helps. It helps the affection. <laughs> she eats enough. She's fine. You're a new cat dad. I understand. She went like half a day without food. If I go half a day, like I will claw you. Does she have claws? She does. Yeah. She's like kind of dumb. She keeps getting her claws stuck on like my, like I have like a, like a coat rack near the entryway, And she like, she just like plays with it till she gets stuck. And then she's just like sitting there hanging there and like meowing. And it's like, you idiot. See, I miss my cat getting stuck. James, this is one of those times that I actually envy you because I feel like I spend 23 hours a day worrying about something my cats are doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> you're I very, trust uh, you're I trust my cats. Cat. <laughs> just not like the mom is like, please don't lose our child at the park. Like, just pay attention for once. She's fine. She's not That's going you. anywhere. I don't know about that. Whoa, geez, wow. I forgot until you turn your head to the side. <laughs> it's a look. That's a vibe. What if, it's worse when it's down, I feel what like. If we, I don't go out in public like What this. if you shave the head thing on the podcast? Do it now. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would be very interesting. Just, to hear, oh, to us it's interesting. To. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, 
You join the Patreon, you get like the video footage of him shaving it. I mean, I could I could do it until I got to the back, and then I wouldn't know, you know. Live a little. Wording. If you're shaving, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Yeah. You're do fine. it while you're drunk. Mm-hmm. What do you and care? You're 40. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you're 40. That's crazy. Hey, you'll be 40 in a couple months. <sighs> we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. You never know what will happen. Yeah, you might get COVID. All right. You're a cheery one. <laughs> uh, Where do we leave off? Uh, I have Peter and his dad next. Henry Thomas, man, I don't know. Like, I feel like this guy just always plays. Losers. Yeah. I didn't finish Hill House, but like, is he a loser in that movie? We're asking you, Chris. Um, we assume you watched it. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. He's like young Timothy. Timothy. Leverage guy, ordinary people guy. I can't remember. Um, Hudson. Not Hudson. Hudson? Is it Hudson? Hudsucker Proxy? No. He's from Sacramento, I think. That's Timothy Busfield. I almost said Timothy Busfield. Timothy, that guy. Leverage guy? Leverage guy. Timothy Leverage guy. Mm -hmm. I think Henry Thompson plays the young version of him, which, whatever. Generic, generic white brunette guys. Houston Hutton. Hutton. Yeah. Uh, The only Hutton I want to know is Laura Hutton. Um, Anyway, he plays losers. Uh, The only point of the scene, it's like the third scene in which Peter Kaminsky has a storyline and character and something between his ears. Uh, You only need three beats. I mean, I feel like it was effective. But the whole thing is like, you should do everything you can if you love someone. And he's like, trust me, I'm a dude who ghosted my entire family. So I know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because I loved someone else. How can you ghost someone? In the same town, like I really thought yeah, I he fucked up with like, great care and skill. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be talking like it's Los Angeles. You can ghost anyone here and never run into them again. But I, so, so I've heard. What do you mean? I literally have not. I, you know what? I'm going to leave this podcast right now. I seriously don't ghost people. Dear listener, I am making popcorn and I'm settling in to watch this show. <laughs> can you help me? <laughs> I don't ghost people. You should be helping me. Like, I don't ghost people. I I'm just saying that you've expressed to me at several times how great ghosting people is. I assume I ghost that you did. friends that I don't care about anymore. Mm-hmm. And okay. people I've only gone on one date with to Whole Foods, which I didn't even remember until tonight. Thank you very much. You're welcome. But what if I you swear, ghost James for one week just to show what it's like? We don't even talk. It's like every week. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's every week. I pop in every now and then to ask random questions. You're literally that text that went around today where it's like, I just pop into the group chat every, every couple of weeks and act like I've always yes. been there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. How I do it. Uh, anyway, the wedding, the interior of this tent is huge, which means this is a huge fucking backyard. Cause this is only half of it. Well, this is a soundstage probably, probably, but still when they walk into this tent, I'm like, Oh my fucking God, look at all that space. What a huge goddamn backyard. Um, is this what it's like in Oregon? You have backyard envy, Mr. I'm just saying, is this what it's like in Oregon? Does everyone have a big backyard? I don't mean that to be sexual. I don't know. I feel like what? older neighborhoods probably have more backyards like than like modern suburbs oh, also, do. I think they live in a nice neighborhood. John Corbett is. He's a gynecologist. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. He is a guy. He's a fun doctor. Isn't that so mm-hmm. weird? Like I love in the, what is it? Maybe it's the first movie where Chris is like, why are you a gynecologist? Like, did you just want to look so. at women's vaginas all day? 
fair point. I would never go to a male gynecologist. Even like creepy. John Corbett. I mean, I guess some people. No, it's must, worse because it's like you but, want to impress yeah. him. He's like, this exam would go a lot smoother if you're wet. You know what I mean? <laughs> see that? I mean, wow. I could see that. Wow. It's got to be like a really disgusting old guy. I think what you do is you start as a recreational gynecologist and then you go to medical school. Mm. Anywho. That's probably what happened. He's like, you know what? I like this. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make money off of it. They said, find what you love and you'll never be bored a single day at work or whatever, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Peter Kavinsky has the whole thing planned out where Anna Cathcart very obviously, you know, directs Lara to go to the, the tent even though everyone's gone, so she can find the yearbook that was signed with a letter from him. Yeah. It's all very romantic. We have some flashbacks of the romantic times. John Ambrose not pictured. Because that's not romantic. Mm. No John Ambrose. No, because uh, they're outside at one point as the as John Corbett and Trina drive. I'm not going to call him Dan. Fuck that. As they drive off to like presumably the hotel or whatever. No. no they're rich. They're going on a real honeymoon. But not... Probably not that night. Though. Yeah, they're going to go fuck it out first, right? Hotel smash, and then the next day you go on your honeymoon, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is that how that works in real yeah. life? Okay. Um, but we don't have, what's his name? The neighbor, because he's been canceled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was not invited to the Mr. Wedding. Uh, happy Death Day. That's right. Oh, was he in that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Happy Death he, Day. He's, yes, because I remember in that movie, he? he's so much better like yeah. you want mm. to bang him more and then in this one you don't at all at least that's how i feel i mean i didn't i don't well, want to bang him just but like i didn't the, like him more than that the <laughs> dude who got dumped to his pining and then like chasing the sister yeah that was not a good look in general um another jenny hon cameo as the principal in the flashback the sixth grade he signs it always and forever title drop mm-hmm so we get a montage where they go back to all the hottest moments from the first movie, the back pocket, the hot tub, and then... And then they fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's her in NYU and her dorm, oh, which I oh, assume have, that her roommate is Jim. They have a new contract. So, of course, I made my obligatory joke where she's just like, uh, no butt plugs. <laughs> what? She says that? <laughs> no, that's a uh, reference oh. to Fifty Shades of Grey. That's in the contract the in Fifty Shades. Classic. Oh yeah. Wait. Okay. There's Dakota knows what she's about and what she's not about. So they don't do butt stuff in Fifty Shades of Grey. They might work their way up to it. Okay, I've, I've only books. seen the I, first movie and I don't remember much. Mm-hmm. We watched all three, but I don't recall any any of that in particular. Really? I feel like there's like the remote control like beads. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They didn't get into a lot of like S&M stuff for an S&M movie. Oof. Right. Shocker. Okay. Shocker. All right. Shocker. So none what? of that in this all movie. Right. Having like seen those. Into All the Boys, Falls and Forever. No. <laughs> Which Always and Forever awesome. means always and forever. And butt stuff. No matter what. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome though. If like 20 years later, you're looking at your high school yearbook and there's a negotiation about anal sex. <laughs> And you're like, oh, shit, I did sign that. Fuck. Oh, it was just my high school boyfriend who I broke up with right after mm. going to college. And then I, I started dating his it's ex-girlfriend. Your, yeah, yeah. It's your, your 13-year-old daughter is asking you, Mom, what is this about? But yeah, anyway, <laughs> she nothing gets me horny like romantic contracts, of course. Um, I 
find it funny that they made the song from the NYU party theirs by finding a cover version of it. <laughs> it's just bizarre that that he even decides to pick that song in the first place. I didn't well, find anything wrong with him being like, you know what? Lara no. gets everything she wants, basically. Yeah. Is, there are other options where Don't Look Back in Anger and Tutti Frutti. <laughs> <laughs> Tutti Frutti every time. Come on. It's a classic. Uh, I gotta go with Don't Look Back in Anger. There is literally a line in that song. That's like my favorite o- Oasis There's song. literally no, agree, a line in that song that says, my soul slides away. <laughs> she, I don't uh, think she listened to it properly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, again, ending montage about endings or whatever. The greatest thing in the movie, they order pancakes. He pours her syrup on her pancakes for her. I couldn't get past that. That's just rude. It's like wiping yeah. someone else's asshole. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. Is that like. rude he's his cool or is badge. that awesome? No, I mean, okay. So, say you can't do that yourself. That's very nice and loving. But if you can do that yourself, and someone's just like, you know what, let me handle this for you. That's fucking weird, yeah. right? What a power play! It's something. Don't do it. Uh, Especially as you're making. So he's driving his cool guy endless eye contact. This, uh, Stanford here. What about Stanford? He's, he's driving his cool guy jeep down to Stanford. With the the box of like I don't know notes or whatever next to him, smiling, thinking about how he's going to be broken up in like three weeks, probably. I just you know that when she get, starts at NYU, she's going to start wearing black and she's going to be like, "Fuck the high school boyfriend." She's going to take some feminism classes, and it's over. It's be like the cross is so problematic. Exactly, yeah. this jock with his stick and the tree hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, the symbolism obviously she is going to take a, an intro to pink couches class that's going to be badass yeah i really see that for her and i enjoy it you know like when they were on the subway and jen said this could be us you know i mean she was talking but this could be us yeah also let's be honest peter kavinsky is going to encounter actual competition for once like He's gonna. That's true. He's gonna have to. Well, it is Stanford. He's gonna I have mean. to prove to the other baboons that he has the bigger, redder ass, and I don't think he's gonna survive that. All right. Especially as they're just slinging the same STDs back and forth. Oh. Yeah, I know nostalgia, right? No, I. I the way I did it. <laughs> the way I said that was like I've I wasn't gonna say it, but. No! 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 I have not had experience, but I was just picturing like that must suck. That must be terrible. Yeah. Um, so Netflix is trying this thing called Netflix after party. I got two minutes into this and ran screaming. Yeah. I downloaded this. So I, I'm not familiar. It is a show I'm... that's they, they have like the stars of whatever movie or TV show on to come and like, I don't know, talk and be quiz and like do content. It's hosted by David Spade, who is exactly the last person I ever want to watch talk about. Isn't he like 60 or yeah, something now? To All the Boys 3, Always and Forever, Laura Jean. That's the exact last person that I want to hear talk about this. Is David Spade, does he have shit going on with Netflix? I think he does have a he show. He does? Oh, okay. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what network it's, it's on. It's got to be but... Netflix. Because why else why? are you doing this show? Yeah. Apologies, he's only 56. All right. Oh, uh, I Why, I what's your obsession of, with his age? I'm just saying he's old, so it's weird that he'd be doing the, the after show for this show. I think would it's it be, weird they're doing an after show. Would it be weird, better if he was 40? 40 is disgusting. Ouch. Ouch. Kidding. Um, 
I don't know why. I don't know what networks like. I don't know why they think after shows are the are the way to go now. Like, because they're just throwing money at famous people for content. They don't really care. The last time I clicked on one of these was like five years ago, and there was like an after show for like season two of Stranger Things, and I was like, I don't give a fuck what these little kids think about this show. Oh, that's right. They wow. did have that. Yeah. I don't know if I that's started that. Long. Or if I, yeah, I think I started it. I, ne- I never watched season three. Neither did I. Oh, all right. We're doing a season four. Apparently, Sheriff, what's his name, kind of gets uh, handsy and sexy in that, right? I feel like I've read that. Uh, in yeah. the third, in the the latest season? Yeah, like, isn't that like he, like, he, like, spoiler, I think, dies, but like, it's like he's kind of, I don't know. Isn't there like a, like a step on me daddy? He's clearly coming back. Or like something. A step yeah, on me yeah, daddy no, vibe? he's hot. Yeah, he's okay. super hot. Would he be better in this movie as the dad? No, I think he'd be like a really creepy gynecologist. <laughs> He's just like Peter. Like, if you fuck my daughter, I will fuck you. Can a gynecologist have a mustache? Yeah, they can. They shouldn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they should. How else will they be reminded what they want in battle? Like he's hot, but he's a sloppy kind of hot, and I don't, I can't picture. Like Doctor Covey seems like he's not going to disrespect you. Okay. All right, if you could make one change in this movie, what would it be? Crystal? Nothing. No, I'm trying to think. I need a minute. All right, well, I'll say what I'll change. I would take out the scene where Jen is being like, just really like bitchy to Chris in front of the NYU girl. It just seemed like out of character to me. Even though I know they hate each other, but it just like seemed in that moment you'd want to be cool to the NYU chick. Hmm. All right, Marco. Uh, I have a couple. Like number one, more Janelle Parrish, please. More of a storyline for her, other than just like, oh, our our mother's house doesn't look like our mother anymore. It's like okay, um, which kind of goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And then just for like Trina to be like, hey, I'm pretty cool as a stepmom or whatever. And then Janelle Parrish, you feel like she's eating. She's just like, well, my dad's never seemed happier, so. Um, I put this. I don't know if I as, as long as you're bringing that up. Can I interrupt for a moment? She would. Widow slash widower versus divorcee. Which which would you prefer in a relationship? I feel like Jerry Seinfeld already answered this for us. Okay, well it's a widower, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you prefer or dating widow. someone or like being with someone who? Like, do you want the baggage of the the dead? lover that you can in some ways never measure up to or do you want the fact that there's another alive person out there you like getting your shit i don't, I don't think know. they're getting in your shit i don't think that's how divorce works and they could i think okay okay so say so you're divorced right so shit happened mm. you might not think like too fondly of that person or you might not when you're a widower they probably died when you were like at peak in love. Right. And so there's that thing mm-hmm. of like, you can never be, what if you're never as good enough? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I would prefer neither. <laughs> okay. But widower scares well, me. Okay, okay, fine. Widower scares me. It's a Rebecca situation. <laughs> I don't want that. I Is think I would. Horrible that my first. Third option. X is locked in the attic. Cause she's crazy. Fine. I'll take that option. Okay. okay. You'll take the Jane Eyre. If she's crazy, then who cares? I mean, like, I look good by comparison. 
That's fair. That's fair. Jane Eyre was crazy. That's true. Yeah. I don't remember this. No, the the woman in the attic was oh, crazy. That's right. I'm the woman in the attic. There's a whole Taylor Swift oh. song about this. I feel like is it wrong that I thought if you're widowed, that's a easy catch all for all your weird eccentricities. I mean, absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think everyone wants something that just says that thing about me that's weird. There's a reason. I'm not to blame. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, oh, I can save some money in that therapy bill this month or whatever. I'm sorry, I'm widowed. I don't know. Anyway, um, by your leave, may I continue? Yes, go ahead. Um, I don't know if I'd fully believe this, but I almost want more stuff with Peter's dad or setting up that relationship or something with Peter being an actual character. But that said, I don't really want um, Noah Centineo to go bigger of anything. Um, And then last, I wanted something more organic about uh, Laura Jean's falling in love with New York. It just like the movie definitely presented as inevitable, but it was like, ultimately it's like, she's like, wow, I can see that building from here. I, I want to move here. I don't know. I felt it. I feel like that was the, one of the moments in the movie that really like got into a, a groove and a vibe with kind of the semi montage happening there. I feel like you, you can buy into it. I mean, if, if I do remember watching that sequence and thinking, man, what if like Sofia Coppola directed this movie though? You know, like what, what would this feel like then? Like through like, kind of well, I'll vibe, say this though, but... all of my complaints from the movie, ultimately I can then rewrite before I even get them out of my mouth with, uh, the character's age justifies it because I think 100% we make rash decisions about like, I'm going to move to this place based on like one positive experience that you cling to so tightly. And then you move to New York and it's either great or it's terrible or whatever. And you're not like, fuck, I wish I hadn't just made a decision that one night. Yeah. That's how you end up going to UC Santa Cruz. Cause you went to yearbook camp there. All right, I can't tell if you like UC Santa Cruz or if you hate it. Is it a love-hate thing? Like, do you have trauma? Is that what's happening? No, I had no trauma. It's a fine college. It's it's fine. It's good. It's good. It's a good undergrad school. Mm. All right. Well, I think the New York thing. They don't have grades. When they I might have grades now. You don't have, have grades. grades. We didn't have grades now. You just got like you got written evaluations. Slugs they or just, whatever. Like, write a paragraph about you. What is this? A hippie like a Montessori school? I remember very keenly the sociology grade or, you know, evaluation I got was um, attendance was barely satisfactory was the exact quote. That would be mine. That would Mm. be mine as well in college. Um, What I was going to say was when I went to New York for the first time, I fell in love with it like in two seconds and I wanted to move there my entire life. And I moved there while I was doing a summer internship when I was like 22 and I got there and I lasted like one day had a nervous breakdown and just moved the fuck home back to LA. I did not know this about you. Yeah. My grandma spent all this money for this internship Uh. program. And I just started crying like in union square or wherever. And I just like ghosted. There's a ghosting. I ghosted (laughs) this whole program. I got out. Like I did like this shuttle to the airport at like 5 AM or something. So no one would see me. And I just like fucked out of there and left the internship at this fashion company. So, you know, people make mistakes. They make rash decisions mm-hmm. based on... You're 22, though. I was Again, 22. Which Taylor Swift like wrote a whole song about that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. 22 was a terrible year for me, though. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I think their age can justify anything, which is what 
I analyze this from a 30 year old perspective. And then I'm like, I shouldn't be doing that because how would well, I, I do act? think it's, it has a vibe of being written by somebody who's older, but you can tell because so much of the conflict of this movie is this existential thread of like adult life looming, which like when you're older, you think about that when you watch movies with young people, but when you're 18, you don't think about that. No, I was, I was even more of a disaster than Laura Jean was, which is what I was telling Stacy this too. Like she's handling situations way better than I was. I, there's no way I could have had a boyfriend in high school. I don't know if you guys had like high school relationships, but like I couldn't have done it. It just blows my mind that she's even in this relationship. But so there is that, but I do, there's still things that I get upset about and that I want to change. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's time for our movie rankings. Is this movie better than we have three movies to compare it to? Okay. Let's hope I've seen so them. The first movie is, I think you've seen at least two of these movies and I hope you've seen all three. Is this movie better than I am number four? I've never seen that. Really? No, I heard it was oh, bad. I figured you would have seen that. It is, but it's strangely. Is this the circle? Enter- Entertaining is the wrong word, but yeah, it might be the circle. <laughs> Captivating. It's compelling. Captivating, yeah. yes. It's got Timothy Oliphant with like a samurai haircut. So it's, it's at least got Who that. Who is the guy that they tried to make happen who's, who is number four? Oh. I think he was a magic. Oh, Alex Pay he was like magic yes, Mike, right? Yes. Yeah, he sucks. But um, also uh, Teresa Russell, I believe is her name is Australian case too. Yeah, she's now she's on the show she's where like she's a she's, like, she's a witch and the other guy's a vampire and they fuck vampire diaries. No, Discovery of witches. I don't know. Doesn't it seem like we're due for a vampire resurgence? The witches don't fuck the vampires in Vampire Diaries. It's just gonna bug me. Okay, but they, but they do in the discovery of witches. I just always feel like in the back of my mind, I'm like, you know, maybe you need to be working on like the next like vampire masterpiece or not masterpiece, but trash novel. Trash masterpiece. <laughs> you went from masterpiece to trash novel. I just feel like vampires are they they should be they've gone down right, and they should be on the upswing. Why don't now. you do it? Like we're we're primed. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking about. Okay, start vampires. a vampire book. Mm. Are you saying that like you're like I just want to fuck a vampire? That's not what I'm saying. No. You that's should want to fuck not, a vampire. Maybe saying. that's why you're not writing this book. <laughs> you're like, what if he had like a weird faux hawk that was long, <laughs> and he just fireman carried me to the bed? Yeah, okay. What's the question again? Yeah, I per- is this movie better than I am number four? Mark, that's kind of hard because I I do have a perverse love of I am number four. They fuck in that movie. I'm going to say I am number four is better. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm going to, I, I wrote down yes. Although if I think more about I am number four, I might say no, but I'll be charitable to this movie and say, yes, it's better than I am number four. Same, I guess. <laughs> well said. All right. Is this movie better than Jack Reacher? I've not seen that. <laughs> really? I'm sorry, but I'm not a boy. That's fair. Not, not a Tom Cruise fan. You know I'm not. A, you should know that I'm not a Tom Cruise fan. Do you really not know that I hate that, Tom Cruise? I know that. That reminds me. Did you um, ghost Tom Cruise? There's a. There's yes, a, I did. He ghosted his career. I'm just a ghoster, <laughs> and I date Hollywood yeah. actors. Rosamund Pike apparently has a movie out right now that I've downloaded, but no. I watched it. the first really, really twenty good. minutes last night. 
There's inevitably a scene in which uh, a character has to be told that they're not in charge of their own mental faculties so they can surrender their life Mm -hmm. to a a court guardian. And I know that you need to like push past that scene to like get to the rest of the movie. But last night I was like, I don't have it tonight. I I find that fascinating because last week on or two weeks ago on this podcast, podcast. you were just completely gung ho about exploiting old people. (laughs) But now you're like, no, no, no. Was I? I need to listen to this podcast. Yes. Context, please. You were totally like, take money from old people. Like, befriend them and take their money. Sorry. It's there. It's in the podcast. Do you just interpret things about people's personalities that aren't true? Because I'm a ghoster, apparently. And then he wants to fuck over Ooh. old people. Ooh. This is completely Ooh. unfair. We should have you back more often. I like Thank this. you. This is fun. Because I just trashed James. Um, yeah. I can you mm-hmm. do a movie that I've seen at least? Is this movie better than Jack Reacher, Marco? I don't know. Like you say no. You you want to say I no? I kind of love Jack Reacher for the same reasons I love I Am Number Four. Okay. Do we need a different movie than Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. or maybe a fourth movie? Yeah, we need a fourth movie. We're, we're, this is a new format for us. What's We're trying what's out. a fourth movie that we have seen, Crystal? A fourth movie? Yeah, what's another? I, what's a movie that I you know like we that, have both seen? Not to be basic, but it, I feel like it needs to be a movie that's perhaps not kind of appealing to the same demographic that I am number four and Jack. Dudes who have podcasts? Yeah. yeah. I think you guys are also confusing better with enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you guys want to watch. Whatever. Those ones are more enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. I can't. You guys just need to name a movie that I've seen. For, I would for say, the love no. of God. is this. Is this movie better than Jurassic Park? No. No. Okay. We're all knowing that. So the idea of this this scale, by the way, is that we feel like Jurassic Park is up here, and then below there's Jack Reacher, and then below there's Iron Man yeah, yeah. 4. So are the, these aren't the last ones you've covered. It's just random? It's just a ranking of movies. Like, where do they fit? Like, I feel like I number four is fairly low, but we kind of enjoy it. And then Jack Reacher is above it. We enjoy it more. And then Jurassic Park is like a pretty good movie. Okay. All I know so is feel free to feel free to, you know, let us know or tweet or write in about your uh, possible uh, additions or subtractions. I'm going to write in this list. Yeah, you sure. should. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just being here right now on the podcast. You should. Right. Yeah. In. You'll, mm-hmm. you'll get my letter in the mail. My, uh, in the mail too. hit our, hit our PO box up. Um, <laughs> My only understanding of, of how the fuck this podcast is doing is based on what people tell us. And I've only ever heard people like really praise two different episodes. And one of them was That's the I Am Number Four episode. You know, we have actually, speak of the devil, we've gotten uh, at least some praise for the T on Z episode. I was going to say, that's the other one. Like someone tweeted at me the other day. I, I said something about this movie and they were like, God, I hope it captures the energy of that episode. And I was like... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I'll just be thinking about that for four days. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I remember people um, that I think that was the most vocal people have been to me, like tweeting at me about that that particular episode. Mm-hmm. That's your internet superstar. Yeah, for once. Yeah, uh, we skipped over one of our categories, which is probably fine. Oh, did we? Best trivia. What was that? No, we did. did we. Didn't we? No, we didn't. I don't know. No, we didn't. I just said I didn't look. I didn't research it, so I don't know. The, the best and worst IMDb trivia. There's like six entries. All of the trivia is exactly the best and worst IMDb trivia for any movie. Where it's like, 
so-and-so points out this movie, but they're also in that movie. And it's like, all right, fuck off. That's not. Yeah. The only thing I had for this is that the movie is filmed on location, which I enjoyed. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps up to all the boys, colon, always and forever. Three Did hours. this make you guys Overall? emotional or no? This movie, not the. I, I, uh, there were, there were parts where it was just like, oh yeah, man, that, that, that feeling, you know, or that, that moment in high school or whatever. Yeah. There, there's a, a much better in the second movie, way better in the second oh, movie. Oh, way better. There was about a before the half like half hour before the ending. I did get a little like, oh no, it's not going to work out for them. And intellectually, I knew that's probably a good thing, but I was a little bummed. I will say, because I, I don't know, it's strange movies where I actually I don't know root for the romantic couple. Or would you say that you were rooting for just the heartache in this movie? Uh, the only time I rooted for the heartache in this movie was when he say anything's her about Stanford. Mm. I was rubbing my my shitty little hands together like uh oh my god you turned to the side again i got distracted um <laughs> when uh um the dude jumps off the thing in midsummer and i was like oh shit here we go this is oh gonna god. get this is gonna get midsummer. dark i've not seen that movie oh, it's, it's you don't have to like okay it's a masterpiece did you see it chris yeah of course oh, wow you eventually saw that movie I feel like I t- texted you about this because I was like, I okay. don't know if I should watch it after our because we were going to see it together. I remember, and then we chicken out. We chicken out. But I, worst experience of my life was hereditary. But no, I saw it in my room, like fully lights on, mm-hmm. which is the scary part of the movie. Actually, is all the bright lights. But um, yeah, I saw it. No big deal. I love that separately I've heard from each of you your description of the experience <laughs> after seeing Hereditary, and it is almost a word for word the same. <laughs> it was it was it so was, awful. It was something that we experienced together. Just the walls remember, the, perhaps not fondly. Both of you <laughs> went to like this part I'm getting wrong, but like a Dairy Queen or a Burger King or something, and you just like stared off into space. <laughs> it was a coffee shop. Yeah. And, and there was just, just like giant filipino family that came in not giant like but they had lots of kids and they just came in and mm-hmm. were like yapping and surrounding us and we were like shell-shocked still from this movie <laughs> nice. it was awful whereas midsummer midsummer i loved that was a wild experience except for the ending i still not see i don't it. like gore per se but uh hmm. when like you knew that guy was gonna jump off the cliff i was just like fuck yeah here we go oh shit this is good this is sexy um I need to show you guys something, actually. Hold on, I need to unplug my computer. Shit. I don't know if you can see it. Oh. Wait, where is it? Oh, yeah. Can you see my wall? Mm Mm-hmm. It's a Midsommar wall. It is. Can you see me here? We can still see you, yeah. You're just standing up and walking away. Oh, he's going to go pick something up. He's going to, oh, it's going to be the same picture, probably. Okay, he's walking back. He's got some high socks on. Oh, look at that. It's Lawrence P. Are you serious? You have the same photo? Uh, it's, it's, it's roughly the same. It's, uh, it's going to go somewhere with Bowie on my wall here. Amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. She's got the grin. This one doesn't have the grin, but I still love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't wait to see her in Black Widow. That's right. I forgot also, about that. 
let's make this more of a ties bow together more better for you james she's also going to be in the hawkeye tv show oh yeah i think i read that somewhere. so it'll be mm-hmm. florence Pugh and you and jeremy renner mm-hmm. is that a show hawkeye? is he still gonna have yeah. the haircut yeah they're making a hawkeye show if you're lucky i thought he said hot guy wow <laughs> this whole this whole podcast you've nope. been operating nope. under that i was talking about jeremy renner so i was not saying hot guy no, not this whole show. Just right now, I thought there was a, a show about a hot guy. You're like, finally. Yeah. It's about time. Guys. <laughs> Have any of us watched Dickinson? I saw the first one. No. Apparently, it's good. I've not watched it. I've only one. seen Andrew talk about it on Twitter, I think. Mm. I could be wrong. It just seemed like I would get really irritated with how modernized they made it. Oh, it's like anachronistic. I thought you were going to say Anna Karenina. Me too. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't remember that. I was like, is that how they do Anna Karenina? Okay. If if you do right, yeah. What was the, was it, uh, what was that Shannon Sossaman movie with Paul Bettany? Knight's Tale? Uh, Knight's Tale. It's all like anachronistic music. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It is weird. Like Paul Bettany, he's hot. He's he's getting some uh, rest these days. I don't mean physically, but like, you know. Oh, like interesting. Movie star currency. I would argue Paul Benny's never been hotter than when he was Vision. Well, he still is. But I mean, like, as Vision. You mean, like, sexually? I mean, like, I'd rather see him under, like, 12, 12 hours of makeup. What about the guy from Da Vinci Code? Paul, Paul like, Bettany? Like, flagellating himself. That's exactly yeah. what he looks like in real life. I don't know, okay. Jennifer Connelly. I don't know how you do it. I'll say it. I don't know how you do it, Jennifer Connelly. What about in Solo? No, thank you. He's got like okay. like claws in his face. Whatever. I piss off my cat sometimes. They claw my face. People aren't throwing themselves at me. Is this done? <laughs> I, I, Is this podcast over? I feel like no. people are <laughs> furious at this podcast now. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I feel like they're going to hate me. This is okay. what are we talking about next? This is maybe not, do we have something picked out, Mark? Maybe not the best soft pilot for your podcast reboot, Chris. <laughs> for my relaunch. Yeah, yeah. We I are going like, to cover that new Rosamund Pike movie, though, in our first episode. She's fun in it. Like I said, I've watched 20 minutes. Okay. She's a lot of fun. The trailer looks fun. I just, I just had that moment. Like, um, I guess I learned from watching all of Unsane in the theater that I was like, I need to pick my battles. Pick your battles yeah, of like when I can just push through with the, world. the stress of a movie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, w- I will not watch that movie. You don't? Why? The whole like, unsane you're talking about, like oh. be unsane. Okay. Yeah, okay. being like institutionalized, like it's just like, like I will never enter a mental asylum. Really, I, I would love like I could do that. I could totally be in a mental asylum. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? Like, Girl Interrupted is like my jam. Why? No, any, any, like, any. Who do you think you are? Kind girl of, like, interrupted. Taking me? away, like, yeah. basic human rights. I'm just, I'm out. No, I don't, I don't know who I'd be in Girl Interrupted. Maybe Elizabeth Moss or something. But, like, okay. isn't that fascinating, though? Like, don't you I like, want. I like how you're in Girl Interrupted. He's in, like, 12 Monkeys. <laughs> I don't think you've ever seen Cuckoo's Nest, James. I haven't. Oh, well, I've seen parts of it. Okay, yeah. okay. 
I just rewatched that. You should watch it. It's fascinating. I'll get right on that right after my uh, three hour long Apex Legends session. I don't know what that means, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. My boys have been texting me all night. They want to play. What boys? Is that a sexual thing? You have boys? My college friends. Yeah, my friends from college. Like, oh, okay. I thought this was like, oh, uh, okay. like talking about your like your balls or something. No. Your well, boys are texting. texting <laughs> they're texting me. Like, they, want to, they want to play, baby. <laughs> huh. That'd be a deal breaker, right? Well, thanks for yeah. listening to this week's episode of Headcanon. Does this match the energy of the first one? I just got to know. I think it's probably a different vibe. Yeah. I think I it's different because kind of there wasn't any. Yeah, it's different. Mm-hmm. But not that this movie, I mean, this movie is uh, good. I think it ranks one, three, and then two. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, two is way at the bottom. Honestly, you don't need to see three or two. You don't need to. Not really, no. I mean, you could you could totally skip two, though, and I don't think you're missing anything. There's like four seconds of montage from the second one, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think the only thing I liked in the second one was her kind of making up with Jen and that was it. But yeah. you get yeah. a lot of, you yeah. get that in the third movie too, so. Yeah. Yeah, that that seems probably pretty like that's the only thing you really need from that whole movie. Mm-hmm. But that was our uh, you know, we were we're doing rom-com February Valentine's Day shit. So that there you go. <laughs> that was it. I didn't okay. Mhm. <laughs> What are we? Do we? I'm trying. Let me go look up the uh, little notes app I had to see what we're do, supposed to be talking yeah, about. So, what comps did you do this month, though? These these two. We did these two. These two, yeah. Okay. Just the way you so graciously interact with your listeners. Yeah. So, fuck it. There you. There you go. <laughs> You're welcome. At some point on the list, we have Mean Girls. Can't hardly wait. Now you see me. Parts one and two. Troy director's cut. Clueless, and then like all the fucking Marvel movies. Have so you I don't seen know Clueless? what's next. It's one of those. Have, James, have, you have seen I seen Clueless? I don't know. You haven't have done I, anything. A fifteen-year-old in 1995, when the movie was released, have I seen Clueless? When there were ads, for you it haven't on even MTV, been to New like, York. How am I supposed to every know? Every ten minutes. I was five yes, years Clueless. old. Okay, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. Yeah. I think I might have promised Raquel that we would have her on for that. Okay. She might be a little busy right now. But I feel like you, baby, yeah. you mention a different movie every time you say I might have promised Raquel this. Because I can't. How remember. many promises have you have you said and you haven't kept? I make a lot of promises. <laughs> you don't promise me. I just it just happens. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I don't know what we watch next. We might do the Marvel movies. I don't know. The problem with movies is there are like 23 of them. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Iron Man. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We'll be talking about something or other. Um, I think both of the contest winners for the Trouble Balls Finds Me contest that we had that Crystal doesn't know about uh, both picked PLL episodes to talk about. So mm-hmm. catch us on our PLL podcast, Bros Watch PL2. For the contest winners. Yep. I know all about that. Visit troublewallsfindsme.com. 
to get a excerpt for our new book, Trouble Finds Me, the bestseller by myself and Marco. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pick up Sally because right. she doesn't like that, but. Uh... Okay. You mean your cat? Yeah, she's. Oh, there we yeah, go. She's down here. Sorry. Mm hmm. Nice, Sally. Sorry. It's plugged in too much. Anyway, yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Okay, bye.